Welcome to another edition of Mass Method Mayhem. I am your slightly sane and sober host, the Outlaw LA Red. You, can't you can find me on Twitter at MMM Show. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show 75. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Byron. Hi, Casey. Hey, what's hey, up? What's, uh, Do your plugs. Right. Drop your shit. Say some things. Okay. At Byron Fever, uh, at Lucha Gringo, I just want to say right now that um, all the uh, I'm very happy that all the jokes about not being able to see John Cena has now been replaced by all the extremely funny jokes about how even in his real life, especially regarding his engagement, he always kicks out at 2.9. <laughs> ouch ouch really did you go to like comedy class for that was no that, like, i read it somewhere oh, you read that you read that yeah okay. yeah I you know what long. you know when he didn't kick out at 2.9 against the fucking undertaker dong i know where you didn't read that you didn't read that on reddit did they ever get back to you <laughs> no no so here's an interesting little piece of of info um somehow the mmm show got banned from the Lucha Underground subreddit. I, I have no clue how that's even possible. We have to be absolutely the most inoffensive people on that entire thread. I don't know if they didn't like us posting links to the show or if Byron logged into the account and inflamed somebody or what was going on. But somehow, I'm actually kind of proud of it, <laughs> where I'm re-earning that uh, the outlaw moniker that uh, I was given so many moons ago. I just want to I just want to say that even though Reddit is a harbor for pedophiles our account was not used to browse any of those subreddits. I thought we were talk I thought we were only allowed to call them nonces now. They're pedos and when you say it it's all caps and when you say it, it's a crime. <laughs> I just think it's I think it's interesting. So anybody who um anybody who has an uh, a Reddit account and whoever goes to the uh, Lucha Underground subreddit um Ask the moderators or start a thread on there and ask why MMM show has been banned from the thread. I think uh, everybody should just harass those guys <laughs> just to see if we can find out exactly what happened, um, which it's fine. If uh, if for some reason we broke a rule or they just don't like us or maybe um, we don't talk about Lucha Underground enough, even though I'm pretty sure we're the only podcast that is over 90% dedicated to just Lucha Underground. It's funny because they have matches from SmackDown on the top of the fucking subreddit, but they pulled our posts. So yeah, great job, Muds. Great job. (laughs) I see now they're cleared for even more posts asking if Johnny Mundo will be in Lucha Underground again. Follow-up question. Do you think Taya will be in Lucha Underground? Um, Do you think Alberto Del Rio will be in? Oh, that's actually a real thread. No, so is the other yeah. one. Yeah. I wonder if Jago's going to be back. I'm a Reddit poster. Eat a bag of dicks. Byron's <laughs> <laughs> salty tonight. I think I, I think it's a little bit of gimmick infringement here. He's dressed like Mark Henry, and he's stealing my angriness. It's like somebody hey, getting got angry because you have the video turned off and you're jerking off the whole time. We know this. It's like the 10th time you've done this. I'm well, sorry. you did wear a pink I'm jacket. Sorry. I'm sorry you guys are so pretty. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not getting a compliment. Video's only, you know, chest and up. You can't see my hands. But I'm hi, just, Mallory. I'm saying hi. hi to Mallory. Hi, Mallory. Hi. Oh, there's a chat room. I'm so oh, yeah. to, like Instagram posts so people know that this is happening. 
If anybody has uh, any questions, please feel free to post them in the chat room and hopefully Byron will be paying enough attention or maybe I will. Um, yeah, unless it's Mr. Krabs, you don't get any more fucking questions. Yeah, Mr. Krabs has a question. How do I hang myself? Why does it burn yeah, while I pee? I'll be with that question. Ah, uh, man. What? Yeah. Uh, hi, Rebecca. Krabs hi. Is dark. See, Justin keeps saying hi to people, and like it, it's scaring me because I'm like looking at a video game screen at the same time. I'm playing Yakuza Six, man. I'm trying to get to where the New Japan <laughs> dudes are at, and I, I I'm not there yet, and it sucks because I want uh, to be friends with uh, with Naito. Naito. I wish Thank I was playing Overwatch right now. I'm I am loving that game. I'm so addicted to that crackish game now. Nice. I wish you had bought it on a system we have so we could play with you, but you know, it's fine. I wish I wish you called it that cracker game. That's what I thought you said at first. <laughs> Byron, there's only one racist on this show and it's you. I'm not racist. I'm I'm so woke you don't oh, even know man. it. Oh, you're you're not woke. Your middle name's Harris. What are you talking about? You know, I think I, I would think like the Call of Duty games would probably be the cracker game. Um, judging by how many times I get called the N word while playing it by twelve year olds, twelve year olds from China, yeah, Idaho, yeah, uh, it which, happens. Which just reminds me instantaneously as soon as you said that of N word taker and, and Willie Mac talking about N word taker, and I can't even say the guy's name. I love the N word taker. He's awesome. He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, has another uh, safe for honkies name. Uh, I forget what it was though. It's just like the Soul Taker or something. But he's got another name. Okay. Yeah. You do the match of the week, and it has to be like ten Enver Taker matches. Dude, no, the match of the week this week. Cubs fan posted it, bro. It's fucking Michelangelo versus Donatello in the oh, Battle of the Ninja oh. Turtles. Mask versus mask in IWRG because they had a little tournament or a cage match or something. I forget which it was, but the losers, the last two people, had to face each other in a mask versus mask match. But it came <laughs> down to two of the Ninja Turtles, man. And hey, hey, dude, the match, the match sucks. But Jagos, awesome. hi Jagos. Is that a spoiler? Is that Jagos? Hey, Jagos, take it easy, Justin. Jag easy. We'll say. How do you say it? How do you Agos. Agos. I thought Agos. we got past the racist bit of our gimmick, and we're talking about turtles now. Dude, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up because like you know they start the match and Michelangelo's like brother, I don't want to I don't want to fight you in a mass match. I, this is tearing me apart inside. And Dante's like, fuck you, I don't want to lose my mask. And he starts beating the shit out of him. It's like blood everywhere. Fucking. Yeah. Both guys are just bleeding all over the place. The match is kind of shitty, but um, I just want to say that because you probably already seen my tweets talking about the match, uh, it solidifies that Michelangelo is the best Ninja Turtle. And uh, like, yeah, because not only did Donatello lose, he's just some fucking guy that's 21 years old, not a teenager or a fucking turtle. So whatever, man. Wait a minute. There's already heat going on in this chat room. So Jagos says that. Um, he there was there was heat from him and Byron last time he was here visiting the show. That's that's Ooh. not acceptable, Byron. Why are Hold you on. why are you angering our fans in the chat room? That's unacceptable. You know it's very alarming the the fact that when I come out and do investigative journalism and declare the show, you know where I'm going with this. As strict as like we we take a hard 
hard stance against pedos. And all of a sudden, people start objecting to the content of the show. Is that a coincidence, Jagos? <laughs> yeah, Jagos, are you a fucking Reddit mod? Is that what's going on? Oh, my God. Just well, if he is dogs. a Reddit mod, find out why we got banned from the Lucha Underground subreddit. Like, do we have to take business over to Squared Circle? Is that what's happening? Ew, no. Is everyone I, forcing us <laughs> onto the Squared Circle? I'm not going to do that. Cousin. Look, man, we'll only, the only reason I'm on Reddit is to talk to people about the Yakuza games and maybe Far Cry and, like, maybe some action figures once in a while. Like, I don't even post in the Lucha Underground sub anymore because the questions are so dumb. Who gives a shit if we got banned? See, this is a real conversation but we, we had. But we get, but we need to spread the gospel of the important content, like what we're making now. I just raised oh, the question. Yeah. I just posed the questions, man. I'm just wondering what, what happened. <laughs> I bet Casey did something. You know, it probably is me shitting on Reddit every single episode of the show. Like, maybe they finally actually listened and they're like, fuck these guys, which I really hope it is because fuck them. Uh, Hi, Bill Machetes. Hello. I could go for some tacos. I have an important question for the chat room, except for Jagos. Should I order Domino's right now? Because I'm hungry. Uh, you should order some um papa john's because they're in line with your political beliefs first of all no also, <laughs> greasy also i don't have that many options it's 11 23 in west palm beach yeah get the dominoes then dude because yeah yeah you should do it i'm gonna miss ring of honor in west palm beach this friday i'm fucking pissed why because i'm going to a bachelor party in the woods somewhere no, like, why are you pissed? Because the fans are terrible. I don't give a fuck. I go to NXT house shows. Oh, yeah. There's a true. bunch of fucking mouth breathers. Yeah, I don't I don't go to anything. Uh, they ask you I, not to make too much noise. Wait, you went to Monster Palooza, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did. That's where my, my picture's from. I got to meet Sir Anthony Hopkins. Uh, he looks like a good 20 years younger for some reason, too. It's fucking great. Uh, like he he's standing next to you, son of a bitch. Yeah, I you know we're 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 good friends, and um, we were talking about uh, how much he hates uh, Reddit as well. But <laughs> uh, no, that was a good con. Uh, yeah, got a mankind mask. I'll show it on the show next week. Uh, Ooh, I want to see that. That sounds dope. Yeah, like one of the original ones. Are we talking white shirt mankind or brown shirt mankind? Well, it's the same mask, but it's, <laughs> that's uh, the joke, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> It looks pretty good. I tweeted a picture of me wearing it, and then after I tried it on, I bought it immediately, and they gave me a different one than the one I tried on. And I'm like, dude, you don't know how sweaty I am. You're gonna let other people wear that shit after me? All right. Ooh, gross. But uh, uh, I, I highly recommend it. Trick or Treat Studios, Mankind Mask. They've got the WWE license. They only brought Mankind and Kane, and I wasn't about to buy Kane because fuck Kane. Uh, I wish I could make a career out of being a fake version of wait, someone Wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with Kane? Didn't he star in that See No Evil movie? I thought you liked horror movies. Uh, I like good horror movies, Justin. Oh, uh, well, like then, then, then the real question for tonight, and I promise CM Roach, uh, who could not be uh, on the show this evening because of previous plans, though I, uh, he was hoping to be, um, we have to review Truth or Dare. We have yeah, to talk gonna, about this Truth or Dare We're going to review it. Uh, I tweeted about it. 
Are you going to be kind? Because CM Roach says with your schedule, you should be kind because you, you've picked a night where no wrestlers and no producers of the show are available because everyone's working on Friday nights. Yeah, but I also had a lot of work today, so I didn't get to see the movie today like I wanted to. Oh, shit, I, I thought you did. By the way, nah. this is Nia Jax. I found this picture on Twitter. Guess what she has in common with Justin in this picture? Uh, they're uh, both not like most girls. Mocha Chocolate? Yeah, also, like, she holds the belt like you. So you hold the belt like a champion, Justin. Feel proud. Well, that's good. Or, yeah, or, she, yeah, yeah. or she holds the belt like not a champion. Just saying. Or or Justin's not like most girls. Oh, God, that was a terrible joke. I'm fucking tired, guys. Like, all my A material went away like four hours ago. And it, and I just yelled it in an empty room to myself while playing video games. Um, So, Jagos brings up interesting questions. He said, um, how are you all banned? Seems like you were linked in the sub in the last six days. No, it was just the MMM show account. I believe my individual account still works, but I don't really ever use that one very much because usually when I'm on Reddit, it's in Lucha Underground subreddit and it's usually MMM show or related. You know, I don't like to personally take credit for all of our information or things. So I don't normally post under the MMM show account. Um, so yeah, I find it very interesting in general. But uh, yeah, I think everyone who's listening to the show, just uh, send the moderators a, a DM and ask them why. Why were, why were the guys with the most inside information about Lucha Underground banned from the thread that is supposed to have inside information about Lucha Underground? And uh, when you do that, I want you to also put in there, Casey thinks it's stupid that I'm doing this, but Justin and Byron want me to. Yeah, Casey, Casey said that we shouldn't even discuss it, but I don't really care one way or the other, so I'm just like, whatever. Um, so, and, and this kind of brings an interesting point up too that, that Jagos was saying, um, you know, what was the point of that when there was no Lucha Underground on? And believe me, for a long, long time, there wasn't. And we asked ourselves many, many, many a time, what's the point of a Lucha Underground podcast when the show's not on the fucking air? Well, but, we talked about other shit. Yeah, we talked about AAA and all that. episodes, Right. And, and we're in a little bit of that period now. I mean, we've got this lag until June 13th of, okay, you know, there's been a new season. It's been taped. Uh, I was at all of them. Byron was at some of them. Casey, where's Casey? Nobody knows. No. Um, so we've had like some, some hype and some drama and some great things going on directly related to Lucha Underground. And then last week we had, you know, Impact versus... Uh, Lucha Underground, which was really more like Impact versus TNA. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know entirely yeah. what was going on there. And then now we've got, we're branching out into this thing where it's kind of the one subject I do want to hit that's really Lucha Underground related today, which is the the new saturation of Lucha Libre into wrestling again. And if this is really because of Lucha Underground, or is yes. it just because it was time? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was because of Lucha Underground. And I think that there's that you're starting to now see the relevance of those first couple of seasons in the greater wrestling world. It's like everybody, you know, that had their other little niche products, if they were a New Japan fan or PWG or Ring of Honor or TNA at the time, like people who were kind of in these Ring. subgroups of wrestling fans. You know, a lot of them hated on Lucha Underground for a long time. But 
like with all things in the wrestling business, sometimes it takes a little time to catch up. And now the saturation point is there. People have heard about those matches. People have heard how good some of those workers are and the performers and some of the crazy storylines. And now people want to see these dudes and they want to see them wherever they can. And Lucha Underground doesn't have the ability to give that to them, you know, 52 weeks a year. So we're seeing things branch out in many, many directions. Um, But, you know, I think the first question I have for you guys, and Casey basically already answered it, is Lucha Underground really the reason for that? Or is it just because these workers are so damn good? Uh, It's, it's, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little bit of both, but um, the, no one would have known about the workers because they were good when they were in AAA and no one was talking about them. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, you know, like me and Rob Viper and Cubs fan were fucking talking about him, but not a whole lot of other people. Uh, I mean, Drago, I knew about, I loved Drago back then. And I liked Aerostar. I had seen Pentagon, but I didn't think much of him because they booked him like shit. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was a fan of all of them. Uh, I could tell Pentagon was a great base just in the little bit they were showing. And then I started seeing some of his more hardcore stuff and I was like an instant fan. Um, but, uh, Drago, I've been a fan of since, uh, he was a cat. No, before he was a cat, uh, since he, since he was a barrio boy, uh, he, he was that before he was a cat, before he was a barrio boy, he was Billy Jean, a Michael Jackson impersonator. Wait, so Casey, um, you've seen him without his mask recently. Is he a pretty, pretty man or what? Oh yeah. Yeah. Casey, Fucking, you, Casey, I have a question for you. Oh, like when I called him the Mexican Tom Zink because he's so handsome, he totally is. When you saw when you saw Drago, did it move? Of course. <laughs> Confirmed. From from six to midnight, baby. Wow. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were this was a no nonce uh, podcast. John hey, he, Cena, he, Nikki Bella are a scam. Fuck both of them. No, okay. Uh, since you guys it's didn't let me song. start the show the way I wanted to, oh, what's how do you want to start the show? I said you could start however you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So fuck you, Byron. That's how I wanted to start. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. That um, was called for. I do want to say rest in peace, Bruno San Martino. But we've also lost someone that was far more influential and loved by me in the wrestling business, and it didn't get a lot of coverage. And that was the great Paul Jones. If you've ever watched Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, it's on the WWE Network. The dude was pretty dope manager. Like, uh, he he ran the Paul Jones Army, uh, which, you know, had like the Russians and Abdul the Butcher and the Powers of Pain. And uh, their main feud was against uh, the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. So, you know, he, he's just like, all right, all right, daddy. All right, who wants to eat a chip from my beard, daddy? And Jesus. then, uh, you know, he would he would send guys after him, and you know, like uh, Manny Fernandez and Ravishing Rick Rude, and like all these awesome wrestlers. And uh, he he would always dress like, you know, sometimes he would dress like in colorful suits, like a Cornet or a Heenan. But a lot of the time, uh, he would wear like a safari outfit when he was managing, and that was just dope because he wasn't kimchi, but he kind of dressed like him, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was pretty great. Uh, he's someone that not a lot of people saw things of, but if you go on the WWE Network, he's like the main heel manager on Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, which has got some good stuff. If you want to see fucking Jack Briscoe tear it up good place to go too so yeah good stuff but hey paul cross what's going on brother 
So yeah, man, I just wanted to say a word yeah, for Paul Cross. I wanted to say a thing for uh, Paul Jones just because a lot of places aren't covering it because <sighs> Bruno's getting all the press. Which also, speaking of Bruno's press, the New York Times can suck my dick because they used his uh, obituary as just an opportunity to bash wrestling. And it's not the time or the place for that. They could eat shit. Okay. There we go. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Man, I hate starting these shows off with bad news. Can wrestlers stop dying? Please. Hey, dude, all, all I know is that when it's finally Terry Funk's time to go in another 40 years, if we're still podcasting, I'll be too sad to even comment on it. Well, Arlie Army died, uh, what, last week too, right? Yeah, he's a great, a great man. Great Terry man. Funk will never die. I mean, could you ever have a, a Sergeant Slaughter without him? <laughs> I don't I don't think you would, actually. I don't uh, either. No, you know what? Sergeant Slaughter actually probably predates Full Metal Jacket. Uh, he was just based on Sergeant Slaughter. Actually, was in the military and kind of based on real drill instructors. But right, but I mean, yeah. like getting getting heat on a drill instructor, I don't think you could do until Full Metal Jacket. I mean, that kind of defined everyone's idea oh, yeah. of a drill instructor. And uh, apparently, it's a fairly accurate uh, representation from a lot of the DIs that I've talked to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, when yeah. I was talking to, to Killshot and Dante Fox about their time in Vietnam, they told me that their, uh, that their uh, drill instructor was a total asshole and that, um, that for some reason uh, Private I, Pyle reminded them of Matanza. I, I'm not sure why. I, I hate to break this to you, Casey, but I don't, I don't think they were in uh, Vietnam. I think, I, they were, I think they were in the first Gulf War. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of sand in their vignettes. Either, either a lot of sand in their what? Vignettes. Did you say they had sand in their V's? He in, did. In that's what it sounded well, like. Well, that's a whole another subject if you want to get into it. Really? I, man, though, I wouldn't talk shit about those guys. I mean, you know. I love Dante Fox. Killshot is the MLW. Oh, wait. No, it's not Killshot. It's that other guy that looks like Killshot. Nah, I don't think he really looks like Killshot because his face is out, and Killshot wears a mask. I don't know what Killshot looks oh, like. Oh yeah, no, I just mean, I mean, like he looks like him because I think they have some similar tattoos. Oh yeah, that's true. Kind of like how uh, Byron has that Goldberg back tattoo that that other guy on the internet also has. Urban, long enough, Urban, he has the Goldberg tattoo. The Goldberg back tattoo. No, he has just the bar bar thing. Shout out to Urban out in the heart of Texas. Deep in uh, the heart of Texas. Yeah, for those of you guys that haven't seen the Goldberg back tattoo, uh, never Google it. Talking about Urban. No, never Google it. Which you also Google Urban. stays on the subject of uh, piercings on Prince Albert's. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, Prince Albert, uh, you know, the great trainer in NXT. Yes. Speaking of NXT and Lucha Underground, Ricochet has a shirt now. It's ugly and it's red. Well, yeah. Still vaguely kind of looks like a swastika, kind of like the new Nakamura shirt. Uh, guess guess who did a move to get attention from The Rock? Who would that be, Byron? It would be Ricochet. That's why I'm bringing it up while we talk about him. He does the people's elbow, but then he does a moonsault. It looks cool. It's something he's done a thousand times before. He does. He does understand that. Uh, most of that locker room is not going to be happy with him just because he's the flippy shit guy, right? 
he looks like it. Well, I like Ricochet and I like his matches, but when he's like really feeling it in a way, he's dancing. Like he looks like he's dancing. Like he moves his arms. Not like Dean Ambrose dancing in the middle of a match. He's cool. But you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So so here's oh. here's here's where I, what I'm wondering about because there's this big puzzle that's kind of starting to come together with with Lucha Underground and Lucha Libre and the saturation. Because really, if you're looking at the saturation in the States right now, who are the guys that anybody wants to see? It's Pinta, it's Phoenix, it's Drago, um, it's um, Jason Terrible. But it's not Jason the Terrible. It's it's Cuerno and, Kruger, and his the keeper. purple alter ego. I mean, these really get, these are guys that were AAA guys, but at the same time, I don't know that anybody wants to see them because they were AAA guys. Why are you using past tense, Justin? Well, and that's the funny part because are they past tense? Okay, you know, I think Cubs fan, I want you guys to read what Cubs fan said about this on luchablog.com. He's 100% right, by the way. Yeah, he From everything he I've is, gathered, he's 100% right. And, you know, I consider Cubs fan a friend. He's one of the few wrestling fans I respect and don't think is just, like, weird. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, and also uh, used to be Mathematico, you know, the luchador with the numbers on his face. Cubs fan, that, like, that was actually him um, good 20, 30 years ago. Uh, he's very old. And uh, that's why he knows so much because he's wise with his age. And he saran wraps his knees, and that's how he stays young. And he's been in every locker room. He he has, and he's you know he's had fights in every locker room. The dude's a shooter. He pulled out a guy's eyeball once, and the, uh, the mythology of mass mats and mayhem is amazing. People, yeah, that amazing. That, that time the Cubs fan kicked Taku's ass is legendary, <laughs> and. Um, but anyway, uh, he's talking about how, yeah, it looks like Phoenix and Pentagon are going to be working with AAA again. They're not going to be full-time wrestlers, probably, and they're uh, it's going to be like Blue Demon Jr.'s deal where they'll hype them up like a big fucking deal, not use them all that much, but use them on big shows. And uh, they're not technically AAA guys, but they're AAA guys. You know what I mean? Like... Right. So, yeah. so here's the question. So here's what it boils down to. You now have Pinta and Phoenix doing uh, MLW, which is taping TV on BN Sports. Yeah. You've got uh, Pinta and Phoenix doing Lucha Underground, of course. They, yeah. they were, in fact, uh, present for season four. I don't think that that's any surprise. I mean, Pinta, Pinta came in as the champion, you know, so uh, he left season three as the champion. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise. And then um, you've got Penta and Phoenix now headlining, mm-hmm. headlining an Impact pay per view uh, against Austin Aries, which mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. Good match. Yeah. Then you've also got Rey Mysterio announcing this week that he's um, going to be doing some stuff for AAA, kind of the same deal as Blue Demon. He's just going to come in, take a big fat paycheck, not work a bunch of shows, but he's going to show up. And while working for both WWE and New Japan at pretty much the same time. Yeah. Now you've yeah. got other you've got other interesting things like Drago and Aerostar being advertised on the Impact pay per view as representatives of Lucha Underground. Right. And then you've also got um, 
Vampiro doing this. I'm retired. I'm not retiring. Doing a stretcher spot to get written off of TV. Um, this weird, this weird scenario where he said he was going to announce something, but then didn't really announce it, and then just kind of retired, but really just said that he wanted to go out in Monterey. Um, mm. Very peculiar. And the one name that seems to be floating around all of these things is Conan. Yep. What a surprise. No, but that's uh, that's awesome. And people are like, wait, didn't he fo- totally fuck off AAA? Do you know how many times this dude has totally fucked off AAA and came back? The dude even started his own promotion once. Well, actually, kind of twice. Uh, and stole all the AAA talent and uh came back after that yeah and then you've got other interesting things like a lot of the young talent that had been appearing at the crash that is from tijuana is going to be appearing in tijuana for triple a yeah a lot of the undercard guys like the really really young dudes that are really up and coming and yeah but guys that conan has been talking up since he started the crash and this is great exposure for them like i'm so excited for these guys to get this kind of opportunity and then, and then you've got Conan on Keeping It 100 talking about how if those guys really want to make it, they should move to Mexico City, at least a couple of them that obviously he has earmarked in his mind. So that makes me say, hmm, Vamp's talking about opening up Krav Maga schools again. <laughs> Conan is now selling rivalry with vampiro again on his podcast normally he just won't even mention the dude right yeah and then two weeks ago di mentions or di or jojo or somebody mentioned that vampiro had apologized to conan but it wasn't directly to carlos it was in it was in the inner sphere in the internet somewhere yeah yeah conan whatever and then and then conan actually acknowledges that the four the following week and then makes fun of vamp and his uh bilingual segments in the middle of the Spanish broadcast, which he's never even acknowledged the dude in like the last six months. He barely even speaks his name. Like he does, he no sells the shit out of him. And when you have real heat, that's what you really do. You don't put the guy over by letting people think that there's any kind of real beef or interest there. You'd no sell the fuck out of him. Yeah, now all of a like, sudden yeah. he's actually putting him over by trying to get some heat there. So would I be surprised? Yes, there's a AAA show tonight. They're doing a TV taping in Tijuana. I believe it's going to be on Twitch shortly. Um, would I be surprised if Conan showed up there? No, I would not. not I don't know, know that where? he needs to. But maybe, maybe if Conan really is going to come in, I, I mean, I think it's not, I think it's not surprising that Vampiro um has been a little bit at odds with the job down there in AAA. I mean, when we were talking to him a couple of times at Lucha Underground, you could tell that Vamp, in his usual state of kind of being over things, was really having some internal issues with certain things. Like, I think he hates being management and loves being management. Like, he wants to come up with story ideas. He wants to do things the way he sees it, but then he hates it when the boys are mad at him. And he doesn't want to deal with politics. He doesn't want to deal with people not showing up. And he doesn't want to placate people. He doesn't want to have to play to people's egos. He just wants to say, like, what he thinks the show should be, who he thinks the talent should be that are doing it, and then have him go out there and work it. And I think all the drama and the backstage stuff and the fact that he was losing his cast 
every week. Like he would, he booked all that stuff for Kevin Cross and all these other people. And then every time he turns around, here they are with Conan, or they're gone over here, or they're unhappy, or you know, Tejano and Fantasma are mad about their match. Like he was just dealing with a world of shit. And that's one of the things about being a booker in a promotion that's not very well run is you're going to have to be the guy that deals with the headaches. And I don't think he wanted that. So am I surprised that he's retired and unretired like seven times in the last two, two hours? No, I probably would too. If I was, you know, getting to be that age, looking at my life, trying to get things squared away. He's got a lady that he's really in love with now trying to figure that shit out. So will I be surprised if he walks away or if he wants some help now, the biggest swerve of them all would be what if Conan comes in with a faction or something else, some of his guys that were in the crash that were up and coming guys, maybe brings back uh, Phoenix and Pinta, you know, and maybe bring some of his guys in and does a little bit of an invasion angle. And then Vampiro can book himself against Conan, who has said that part of the reason why he had the surgery, part of the reason why he's trying to heal up is because he wants to go on this farewell tour. He wants to go out and do all the big spots one last time with Ray and a couple of his buddies, you know, and then you got Ray coming in now too. I would not be surprised if all of a sudden Conan is there, they work an angle and either get vamp out because Conan's going to come back in and help out a little bit more or vamp stays in and they just work something for a little while where, where Conan helps ease the burden of it. They get the promotion hot again by bringing back some of the talent that that they've been having issues with and been at odds with. And then, you know, take it from there. Triple A still has great TV deals. They still have great presence in the wrestling world. You know, they're still a big player. Their product has just been horrible the last year and a half. Just dreadful. And every time they get something going, like they had some good stuff going with Mundo and Cross coming in and it was actually putting over some of the other talent. And I actually think they did a really good job with Wagner's mask, but everything else on the card has been just sorely lacking. You know, the, the Apache Ruta faction is uh, consistently boring and predictable. Um, You've got 6,000 clowns that can never quite get their identities across the right way to me. Um, Even though they have great matches, I, I actually really like Pagano and I like psycho clown. Um, and murder clown a little bit too, just entertaining. But at the same time, their angles aren't entertaining. There's nothing to them anymore. Um, and you got you, you've got this whole mid card that's just bogged down in nothingness. And then you're losing all the good foreign stars they had, like Jack Evans and Angelico, um, and Mundo and Cross. You know, who all just kind of stepped away, didn't really fire or quit. They just kind of stepped away. And the thing is, you got they got to have hot angles. You know, and and I don't I, I don't see that happening without Conan. And I think that's part of where you finally get the symbiosis backstage where everyone is looking at the fact that, oh, shit, Conan got us all. He worked us all because, yeah, he might have been fired from Lucha Underground, but he walked away from AAA. He walked away from the crash and the crash is going to come out the big loser if this is really happening. Let's be honest. I mean, they were the hot ticket in town, and that was really because of Conan. They're still the hot ticket right now, but that's because Conan hasn't fucked with them at all. He's kind of let them do their thing, and he hasn't really, you know, had any hard feelings with those guys and walked away. But if he starts 
helping out any other major player, not mad down in Monterey, but if he starts helping out AAA, that's that's the curse of death for the crash. That kills them. I mean, as being a major player. Um, and then there's a question in the chat room. Hold on. One, one more thing I want to throw in, though. And the yeah. thing I still don't get, the thing I still don't get is Errol Lucha. And I'll tell you my thoughts on that in a second. And uh, Messias, yeah, that's the, is that the one you're going to ask me about? Probably yeah, that's – that I just read it in the chat room. He's not coming back, no. I don't – no. No, 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 no. But I, I think with all the stuff going on, I bet – I mean, if you come back with Conan – Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with, with Messias, Ricky Banderas, Mil Muertes – um, whatever gimmick he's working. He's got to do what some of these other guys did. He absolutely could be one of those guys. And I think at this point in time, if there's ever a week where never say never in the wrestling business was more true than right now, when is it? Um, so I wouldn't say never, but I would say this. If he's smart, what he needs to do is he should go do Aralucha. He should go do all these indie shows that the other guys have been doing, do the bar wrestling, do right, wrestle right. circus, do AAW, make the rounds. And it doesn't even matter which gimmick, if it's Mil Muertes, um, you know, if he's doing some licensing thing with Lucha Underground to use his Mil Muertes, if he comes out as Macias or, you know, the WCW version of Macias, whatever he wants to do, if he just wrestles as Ricky Banderas, who cares? He's got to go back um, that, uh, that Jim Casey, what's his name? Mortis manager. Oh, uh, James Vandenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Sinister minister. Sinister minister. Yeah. That guy, that guy is great. He, he is bald now and he has the biggest head I've ever seen. Like he makes Kurt Angle's head look small. Well, I think Ellering has proved to the world what happens to the great old school managers these oh, days. Oh, God damn it. I am so mad about that. Oh, he did, he did say he loves to travel. So we're all wrong. They just fucked him. Yeah, yeah. of course they did. That's the, just the way it goes now. Like, uh, people don't believe in the old school managers, even on the indies. Like, you know, I, I, even on indie shows, dear God, set up a match, let somebody cut a promo. And if the talent can't do it, that's what the fuck managers are for. Put a stable together for one night in your indie promotion, guys, and have the one guy that you have in the back that's got some kind of stake in your company that can talk. Go out there and talk. Why the hell do you think fucking Paulie Dangerously ever existed? Right. You know? Like, right. oh, man. Guys, if I... you want to promote your indie promotion, get people out there that know how to work the stick and get some heat on a fucking match. It's one of the reasons I, why I love Eli Drake because yeah. he's the guy where you don't need that and he can show up at your indie or he can show <laughs> up at Impact or wherever and he can cut a goddamn promo and get some heat on a match for one night. You know how much I would love to have that role to be like some fucking wrestling manager? I'm way too tall for that, though. That's that's the problem. You can do it. You just have to bump. I want to manage Cross, man. I would love to come in and do some managing for Cross, except he doesn't need anybody to yeah, talk for. He, he really right on the stick. Yeah, that's what sucks. Like, uh, nah, I, 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 like I have a it. gimmick that would be so perfect for managing him, though. But I'll have to talk. To, I'll have to talk to Mister Cross about that. He doesn't. He doesn't need any help, and I'm sure he doesn't want to cut anybody off a chunk of his check anytime soon either. Hey, Jagos wants you to finish your friggin' thought. Those about, are words. I don't know. That's what he said. Oh, about where the the Aero Lucha thing. So here's what I think is going on with Aero Lucha. 
These are just pieces I'm putting together, by the way. So I don't know if I ever really mentioned this on the show or not, but during the Lucha Underground tapings, the Harris brothers showed up one night who have, you know, uh, a, a partnership stake in the whole Arrow Lucha deal. Yeah, the you know, the Nazi Harris brothers. Or whatever you want to call them. Neither here nor there, whether you love them or hate them. They showed uh, up and they're involved. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself... Wait, this is the biggest competition for Lucha Underground. These guys can't possibly be invited guests. I saw them in the VIP, and then I didn't really see them the rest of the night, but a lot of the AAA brass were around. And anybody who's been kind of in and around the Lucha Underground sphere has known that everyone has thought that touring was a big missing piece of the puzzle. Getting these guys work outside of lucha underground was going to be a big factor because they realized at a certain point that they're not employing these guys all year but they have them under these contracts so it's always been something they've known and acknowledged i know eb dub's idea when we first met the guy and ever really talked to eb dub he was talking about his grand scheme his plan was to hopefully have 40 episodes of lucha underground a year that aired and in the off season to be touring But what they would do is they would go to a city, set up shop, do, you know, two or three nights in, you know, like a nice midsize to smaller venue that would seat, you know, 400 to 1,000 people, you know, and and, but do a three night stand with a storyline and then leave town, maybe not be on the road, let everybody do indie dates for a couple of weeks and then show up in another city, you know, maybe do one or two of those a month. And that was what he pitched as like, you know, telling us who were just fans that, you know, could have been anybody. That was his dream for Lucha Underground. And it seemed to be seconded by Joseph and Roach and a lot of the talent. And that's what people were really hoping would happen. One giant problem with that. Roach and DJ and Evie Dub and MGM and Factory Made were not the people responsible for making that happen because of the fact that Lucha Libre FMV, which is Dorian Roldan's company and and his partners and, you know, basically AAA, um, not necessarily just AAA, though, because there's other outside investors and people forget that. People think it's all one thing, but it's not. Lucha Libre FMV is not AAA. It is a separate uh, limited liability corporation that controls the intellectual property for Lucha Underground, period. It is not necessarily AAA. Dorian just happens to be in both. So moving on. Um, They were the ones that were responsible for merchandising, for touring, for all these outside things, because it's their intellectual property with which to do those things. And all MGM could do was support it, or DJ could go and work for Lucha Libre FMV, and they could have him book those shows. But they had to pay for it. They had to do it. They had to get the touring. They had to get the rings, the road crews, whatever was going to make the show on the road happen. You you get Austin Warfare because that's El Rey promoting the TV show for one time. They're not going to do that every week. They don't need to do that every week. It's not part of what they do. They make a TV show. They don't promote a wrestling company. That's Lucha Libre FMV's job to do. So that being the case, certain things never happened. I don't know why some of those things never got organized. Merchandise was really slow to trickle out and was all over the place. And too many people were involved. And it took ages to get T-shirt designs approved. And everybody had a say. But then nobody was in charge of actually making it happen. Then the same thing kind of happened with touring. And if Cricket hadn't popped along and said, hey, we need to do some publicity. We're interested in doing that in the wrestling world. 
here's some cash to go promote these events. I mean, that whole in vivo thing that came out of nowhere. That was like two weeks and hey, let's put Lucha Underground on the road in some state fairgrounds and some shitty rickety rings. Like nobody knew what the hell they were getting into when they did that. And it was not anyone's idea of how to tour Lucha Underground. Right. So, and and also they went and uh, brought their business to WWE instead when they saw that no one knew how to do things properly. But Right. So, yeah. You know, yeah, but just recently, uh, Lucha Underground did a deal at what a Verizon store was that? Yeah, T Mobile store, a Verizon store. That's a, I that's think a it much was, bigger player. Yeah, Verizon is a lot better than drug dealer burner phones for sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, drug dealer burner phones might be more the right market. Just saying. Pro- uh, possibly, I know. Some- oh, Boyle Heights. Is that what, what we're up? going with this? Yes, one hundred percent. What's up, Mega Drive sixty four? He, what do you, how do you feel about building brown bricks? I don't know. I just like the name Mega Drive 64. Mega Drive 64 is very in favor of. Is this because I hashtag Minecraft podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, So, okay. So what I'm getting at here, though, you've got the you've got the Carlos connection, as I like to call it. Conan's whole deal. What's up, race fan? And then driller. You've got this Arrow Lucha thing. And here's where I think Arrow Lucha fits in. I think Conan and Dorian are getting along. They are talking. There's something happening there. And I think Conan was the one who said, look, bro, you ain't never going to tour. You can't get your shit together with that. I got a solution. You can license some IP to Arrow Lucha and that can keep the boys happy, get them out on the road, but you got to let me use them on TV. How come your Conan impression sounds so Armenian? <laughs> bro. Bro, hey, bro. Please, bro. You want to try some cologne, bro? Uh, dude, uh, Conan uh, and all of them, if they're in bed with the Nazis, then uh, fuck this promotion. I'm just saying. Is it Conan writing Aerolucha? Is it Conan getting a new job every two years? That's weird. Again, no, it's smart, dude. If he, if each job pays more, dude, you get a you work in TV, you get a new job like every six months. What the fuck? But what is Errol yeah. at this point? Is it even the Harris brothers, or is it something that the Harris brothers were involved in at the start, and then now there's ten million other people in there? Do they have any control over what's going on with that anymore? I think they need to be up front and tell people because everyone thinks of them as the Nazi company that knows that the Harris brothers are involved. So well, you you too can uh, get a little piece of that company. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's never going to get funded. I mean, come on. Well, they've already got outside funding. They're trying to do that as almost a gimmick of letting the fans have some control. It's almost like when you you tip or do a Patreon thing, and then you get more say over what's happening in your favorite podcast. So, do you guys uh, do you guys think I could do this to bring Wing back? I think if you really wanted to bring Wing back. The market might be a little saturated right now. I would talk to Court Bauer and see if you could fold MLW into Wang. Yeah, I mean, it, we're going to have to call it Wang for trademark reasons, of course, uh, because I don't know who owns that shit. And, uh, you know, I think the people that own the Wang trademark are probably dead, but I'm not completely sure. Hey, um, what's going on, Urban Heretic 187? Hey, Urban. Uh, you're going to give you a shout out. And then Casey and Justin said to not do that. No, Urban's going to be, uh, he's going to be the Wang Intercontinental Champion. Hi, Alexis. Hey, what's going on? We're going to give, uh, 
We're gonna give Urban a, a gimmick, though. He's gonna he's gonna be the horror movie character of his choice, but his character is going to be based on Kincaid from A Nightmare on Elm Street Three. So he really doesn't have a choice. Oh, and hey, what's up, Jay Butson? What's going on? Is there anybody in the chat room that I haven't said hello to? Take a drive. Wants to point out that his favorite food to make in Minecraft is uh, steamed hams. Oh, that's great. I would have guessed it was penis from everything that he's saying. Um, but, uh, hi, pal. Uh, so, Urban, how are you, my friend? Uh, we we want to know how Urban's doing. Are you in Texas right now? Have you met oh. Terry Funk yet? He's an illusion. I, I just want to meet Terry Funk, man. I just want to know how much Whataburger and Shinerbach Urban has already consumed. Well, wait, what's 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 Shinerbach? I've never heard of that before. Urban told me he goes to Whataburger at 10 a.m. with an 18 pack. It just doesn't leave until he's done with the 18 pack and he eats. That's absolutely what you should do in Texas. Now, the weirdest thing I've ever found out about Texas is that all the Dairy Queens in West Texas only have vanilla. They don't have chocolate soft serve. That's weird. Oh, I can guess why. I can't because you can get a cone dipped in chocolate. Hey, mm. hey! Do they like? Do they like it when I come through town and dip my cone in in the chocolate? Casey, do you have something to say about that? That <laughs> yes. could be fun, but you yeah. might get in trouble. I might get in trouble if I did that in Texas. Sal, yeah, online. Hey, what's going on, Sal? People there. What's up, Sal? Oh, is it is it fucking Sally Graziano? I wish yes. Sal's middle name was America. Get it? Yeah. I have a friend named Sal Manillo. Sal a, America Online. It's I, like, I have a friend named Big Sal Graziano. Well, actually, he's not my friend, and I'm not sure if he's even still alive. Do you guys know if Big Sal Graziano is still alive in the chat from the full-blooded Italians? I think he is, by the way. Wow, because he was really him. fat, dude. I, I would have guessed he was dead by now, because that dude was fat. He's not like Big Punisher fat, though. He was just big. I want to yeah. give a shout-out to Paul Cross who, through the grace of God, has been able to write 70% uh, coherent words in the sentences at this point in the day, which is pretty late in the day on 420. I don't, I don't even know what that means or what you're trying to say about the upstanding citizen, Paul Cross. It's legal, Casey. You don't smoke weed? No, I don't. It's legal, dude. It's it's not legal uh, if you're a teacher. That's for fucking sure. Oh yeah. Well, are you a teacher? I'm gonna be a teacher. Are there rules against that stuff? Or can since it's legal now, can you just go and smoke weed and then just not be high when you're teaching classes? No. Um. Yeah, actually, it's still at the employer's discretion. So if you're at a place that doesn't want its employees smoking weed, like a heavy machinery place, like where I work at, heavy machinery stakes and weights. Asa. Interesting. I like this 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 thing. I have a medical marijuana place or a dis distribution place right here on my street, and I've never been inside of it. Honestly, I've never yeah. been. Uh, I've never been into that stuff. I've never even tried it one time, and I hope we lose listeners from that. Now, right? don't get me wrong. I have been in several. I just haven't been in the one on my own street. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> And I hear it's I hear it's like one of the best ones in the valley. I don't know. They're right there. All I know is since this has become legal, it takes way longer for me to get my food at McDonald's, and it just sucks. Just saying. 
Deep in the heart of Texas. Sorry, that was for Urban. Oh, dude, it's all good. You know, Terry Funk's from Texas, too. I'm going to pretend it's also for him. It's always for the Funk, man. You know, I think the first time I saw Terry Funk wrestle live, his knees were shot. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I saw Terry Funk wrestle live, which was, I think, 23 years later, they were still shot. You know, it's kind of like that with KG Muto, but Homeboy just got some new knees. Moonsaults. Yeah, Terry Funk is a madman. Um, so, I don't know. I'm still trying to piece together this whole thing. The MLW part of it is a little strange, too, but obviously... Uh, anybody that knows uh, Conan's history, he did uh, a podcast with Court Bauer for a long time. Court Bauer yeah. started MLW a long time ago. It kind of fizzled out, um, but clearly he has more juice and he has a, a true love for trying to do something. Um, even though we've had various weird, you know, moments of heat with Court, though completely one-sided from us. Uh, <laughs> We just, I just didn't like his misreporting on certain things, but I know where he was getting his information from and why he was saying the things that he was saying. But well, I didn't, I didn't like when he said DJ worked for him, which was hilarious and funny. Um, and and epically nuclear heat almost on the level of Byron and DJ. Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah, Krista Joseph, he's a friend of yours, right? We're good friends. <laughs> so I mean, I see where Court fits in. I mean, he he used to hang out with some of the AAA guys. He knows, you know, some of those guys. I think he has a friendly relationship with Dorian. I I know he has a friendly relationship with Conan, even though Conan kind of just peaced out on him and did his own podcast. Got a friendly relationship with LA Park, you know, and fucking used him all the time in the old MLW. Where's he at, man? I love that man. So I wish nothing but the best to MLW as well. I'm kind of interested to see how their show goes. Um, I'm... Don't, yeah, I, I'm really. It was really tempting for me to actually purchase BN Sports on my Sling package today, but I. Oh think, wait, you can get it on Sling, okay? Because I can't. But it's on an extra tier. Oh shit! Got to pay more money for it. So but is that the tier they move Lucha Underground to? No. Well, okay. So here's what I did. I switched to the overall package that has El Rey in it. Uh-huh. Um, which is $5 more a month. So I think I pay 25 bucks a month now for Sling. Um, and then for 70 cents a month, I have the DVR add-on feature. Um, and I get like local ABC and Fox, and I get ESPN and Fox Sports 1 and USA, which is where I watch Raw now. And I get El Rey, um, AMC, so I can watch Walking Dead fail miserably with its ratings these days. Um you know, there's there's some decent stuff in there, but then the the sports package that has like Fox Sports Two and BN Sports and a couple other things I think is another four or five bucks a month. So uh, I would have to add that on. Look, but man, it's still cheaper than I was paying Time Warner Cable back in the day. hundred uh, percent true, and uh, I don't know if you guys know it. Is you got uh, not all of you listen to the same podcast I do, but Tony Schiavone is going to be the uh commentator for mlw which is the other reason why i was like damn man i I want i really something says i want to hate court bauer but then at the same time i'm like no i might actually love the dude and i love the fact that he's approaching the show from a more sports call like Mm -hmm. we've gone so far into sports entertainment now we've gone so far into being past kayfabe and the best things that ever happened on wwe at this point are 
these pseudo work shoot promos that Cena and Roman are doing and shit like that. And it's like wrestling has become so fake that I almost want somebody to just tell me it's real again. Just pretend it's real again. Like call it like it's a sport. Call it like you don't know what's happening. You don't have all this inside. Yeah, like New Japan. Oh, Byron, Byron, I'm glad you brought up New Japan because I have a cool translation thing I'd like to share with our audience. It's, uh, that's right. kind of awesome. Uh, it works a little better for Lucha than it does with uh, Japanese wrestling, but it'll work. Uh, Google Translate, the actual app on your phone, uh, if you use that, there's this camera feature, right? And it will translate words real time while you're pointing a camera at it. So... All like if I have a sign uh, that says like uh, something in Spanish, I could point the camera at it and it'll put the English text almost in the same font right on top of the Spanish font. And it's like I'm looking at it in English. Right. And uh, the cool thing about that is it works with TV, too. So if you're ever looking at something on, say, like you're watching Twitch AAA and they put something on the screen that you don't understand that's in Spanish, you can point this at it, and it'll put it in English for you on your phone. Uh, the Japanese is a little too literal, though, um, because it, it tends to more translate each individual kanji than actually well, that's read the words problem sometimes. Because, you know, I studied Japanese yeah. for a little while, and a kanji will literally translate to man floating up river. And right, and it's someone's name, right? But, like, then, but then the you know the the way it's being used, it actually means you're fucked because that rice is soggy, like right, right. <laughs> and you just have to know that it's like it's like British and Australian rhyming slang, like you just have to know it or you don't know it. Yeah, right. And see, the cool thing is though, the Spanish on it is so far along now um, because obviously it was probably one of the first ones that they tried doing. Uh, that it works great. Uh, Spanish so, is a language that actually makes sense other than the weird right. reverse conjugations that they have in a couple of things. It actually translates. Like, even if you think about English, we say, what's up? If you're from some other country and someone says, what's up? You're going to be like, I don't know. What is up? What's up? Like, it makes no sense. There's so many things like that in English that are ridiculous. Japanese is the same way. I don't even want to think about Russian and, and similar languages. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't even understand how they, they came up with that. Like, you know, uh, Spanish is one of the few languages, like, I wish I knew fluently because it actually makes freaking sense. And honestly, when you're talking about translating stuff, I think I can understand Hugo in the Spanish broadcast from AAA better than I could understand KG at Triple Mania. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, I, I don't know speak I, Spanish, people. Yeah, and I switched over. Uh, I mean, my Spanish is horrible. My Japanese is a million times worse. I only How know. Could you like, switch over from that train wreck, though? It was so goddamn funny and entertaining because it was so dreadful. Honestly, after a while, it just makes me mad. Like uh, because I feel like it's disrespectful to the people. Oh, risking I felt their bad for KG. Way. I like KG, and I thought he was entertaining. I'm uh, not going to say that he did his homework. No, I'm going to say that he was 100% trying to do a good job, was 100% excited about it, was happy to be there, was trying to put over the right stuff, just didn't necessarily have the resources available to him like that to do it. He's not that guy. He's not like some Matt Stryker who even outside of being an announcer is an encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge. I don't think KG's that guy. Yeah, Matt Stryker. He's the excited fan 
trying to do the job of that guy. And that's hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, second place at best, Matt Stryker uh, is uh, very knowledgeable about the world of wrestling. Some may say he's the second most knowledgeable of anyone that's ever appeared on this podcast. But I would say that. I would say that. I'll put you over for that. Yeah. Hi, Titan. I love Minecraft 1942 better also. Except they don't. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because Urban plays these games and he could talk to these people and even he's You're no selling get them. clapped, brother. I just like it that somehow a Minecraft convention has broken out on our show. I mean, look, we're, we're getting views from Minecraft fans. God bless them. Yeah, they're probably all going to start making out with each other soon. It's great. Um, <laughs> you know, in their creeper costumes. But I, I think one of them is a troll and just kidding about the Minecraft stuff. And the other one actually loves Minecraft. I have a question. Sure. What's up, Byron? How come Booker T only gets to come back for one week to commentate on Raw? I know. He's the best commentator they've ever had in the history of the business. Because, because it's a favorite of him for discovering Ember Moon. Shucky, first of all, if I don't hear Shucky, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack, I mean, I'm not going to watch anyway, but if I don't hear from someone else that he said Shucky Ducky Quack Quack, I'm going to be pissed. I, it's just, okay, Coach went to ESPN oh. nice things about WWE, but the thing is, it, it's he's like the guy or the person in the room that you constantly it's not like you purposefully talk over him but you just don't want to hear him talk so you immediately when he starts talking you start asking someone else in the room a question and drown him out i've met some people like that at wrestling shows that we've done that too it's interesting i just i wish they would give coach like the wrong address every monday <laughs> yeah hey we're in rio de janeiro uh yeah we're having another intercontinental championship tournament uh yeah Patterson, that's not nice man i get dms about people saying that about you every week but i don't I him, ignore them tell them the arena is like 38 north main street and it's really actually 38 south main street he'll be on the other side of town like a fucking idiot <laughs> and, then, and then he'll just accidentally walk into a sting operation for pedophiles, bringing okay, it back wait, to Byron. Wait, hold on. Out of the, out of the hold current on. WWE lineup of announcers, who's really the worst one? Oh, I God. Think the worst one. Who? Oh. Coach? Todd? He, he has nothing that he contributes. Some of them are like they do a bad job of trying to do something. I don't know, man. I, I, I. I like completely wiped clean the slate of old coach. I'm listening to him as if he's a brand new guy. And I think he's genuinely better than, than he used to be by a long stretch. I like his commentary. I like where he's going with some of his angles. I think he's coming at it from uh, more of an outsider fan perspective right now, which again, I think helps the product. Whereas all these other guys are just used to regurgitating whatever, Steph and Shane and Vince are putting in their fucking headsets and trying to get over angles. Like, I think Coach is more on track because he's just winging it. Even Graves has become a fucking caricature of himself. Uh, honestly, I do my own commentary in my head when I watch this stuff, and it's usually dusty. It's usually dusty because, um, you know, he was great. Um, you know, sometimes it's Terry because he did a little bit of, you know, commentary, and I think him you know and dusty on commentary together would be great because you know dusty would say something and he'd just be like but you're an egg sucking dog i think what what needs yeah. to happen is before the shows 
I think the announced team and, you know, whatever producers are at Gorilla that are going to be in their headsets need to sit down, maybe even ahead of time with the writers and say, forget the whole heel thing, forget the whole face thing, forget the whole straight man thing. I think they all need to sit down and say, I like this guy because of this. I like this guy. This guy's my buddy in the back or we rode together. So I want to say good stuff about him. I want to bury this guy that like just divvy them all up. Surprise the shit out of all of us. Don't be so cliche. Don't have Graves be the only guy saying good stuff about a heel, but then trying to find some way to twist it so that he's still a baby face, but he's saying good stuff about a heel. Fuck all that. Like have them pick their sides, pick their guys that they like. And then if the guy is a heel, they can put them over, but put them over as a heel. If the guy's a face, they can put them over as a face. Like they need to lose this whole, you know, straight man, heel commentator, black guy scenario that they have going. A the three man th- commentary booth is automatically garbage. I've never enjoyed that ever. Oh, uh, come on. Uh, you know you loved it at WCW when it was when it was Shivani, Tanay, and and Madden or whoever else they had. Well, no, you know what? The only time that I I enjoyed it is when Heenan was one of it, but that's because Heenan transcends all commentary norms and is the greatest color commentary. And Heenan knew had. what to do though. Heenan sat back. Mm. He let them get through you know, he let them get through this much shtick, and then he jumped in with his heel comment and then backed off again. I, I think I think as great as he is as a heel commentator, like he was funny, and you know you're entertained that way. I think Jesse be funny on a two hour broadcast where you only yeah. talk when you have something funny to say. I feel like if you want like a heel color man that's actually talking like the whole time and not just you know, I I think that they need to emulate Jesse's work and uh, Jesse Ventura, fucking tremendous. Because he could just I think even he, I think he didn't even emulated Jesse. To tell you, you know, the truth. I mean uh, just filling in for him the first couple of times he did it. Because you know, uh yeah, I mean Jesse was the heel commentator first, but uh Bobby Bobby has a different he had a different brain than all no, of us. No, Bobby men. Bobby redefined it by yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. He absolutely redefined it. But I think that he clearly, especially the timing part of it. You know, which Vince McMahon is responsible for that timing of how a heel commentator is supposed to work for Vince left those spots open. He would elbow the guy next to him that was doing the heel commentary. Mm. Vince is responsible for what that timing was, but Heenan knew it inside and out and perfected it when he was over at WCW and made it glorious. And now everyone's been trying to do it. And it's like, I almost miss Jerry Lawler sometimes where he wasn't doing heel commentary so much as he was just doing this, you know, shecky thing where he was just a complete ass clown. And but you knew it and you could count on him to just jump in when there was some absurd moment that needed to be made more absurd. Honestly, I hated hated Jerry Lawler's commentary. Uh, I'll be the guy that says it. I fucking hated his commentary. I hated it too, but I appreciate it now because I hate this new shit even more because it bores me to tears and at least Jerry Lawler entertained me. I hated him screaming puppies, but when he did it, it was so on cue. You knew it was going to happen and it got the story over. Yeah, I'd say... Corey had some broad had big old fake tits. That was the story at the time. Look, uh, Tori's going to mud wrestle with Molly Holly. That was the story. 
Uh, uh, you know, it was a different time back then. Um, he had a stroke and he was comatose for three days the last time he had sex. I don't know what you're talking about. That shit had attitude yeah. back then, man. Uh, honestly, Byron, if you think that's the last time he had sex, that dude was probably fucking in the hospital. He was probably, he asked the nurse, hey, is your daughter coming to work today? Hey, yeah, Byron. Do, do we have any young interns? Oh, gosh. Hey, Byron. Candy Strivers. Yes. Did you see? Did you see the movie Truth or Dare? I saw Truth or Dare. I enjoyed it. I saw it in a, sh- a crowd full of shitty people who talked the whole time. Wait, whoa, 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 You, you went and saw it in a wrestling auditorium? I saw it in a movie theater <laughs> in West Palm Beach. On a Saturday that was for you, Casey. That was just for you. I, I liked it. I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that was really cool, though, is when the ending happened, all the fucking assholes in the theater were like, holy fuck. They all screamed, and it was awesome. They, they got got. I, I heard that the ending was um, the other writers were responsible for that. What do you mean the other writers? There, there's three writers on the movie. I believe there's four, actually. Oh, okay. There's, yeah. there's, the, there's, but it's, uh, there's, there's three on the poster. There's Chris Roach and his wife, Jillian Jacobs. Yeah. And then the director. Um, their third co-writer came in with them and did some polish work, I think. And then the director gotcha. has a writing credit on it, too. Um, I think I think that the person who did polish isn't on the poster as well. But I think Chris yeah. and Jillian did the original story. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. We we'll have to ask Chris at some point in time. But so you know what? I feel bad I didn't see it today, but I don't because Mr. Roach did not come on our show today. So hmm. well, Mr. Roach would have been on our show if our show wasn't today because we keep planning Friday nights when people have lives and things to do. Plus, they have a little one at home, don't they? Yes. You know what? I'll, I'll promise. I'll promise that I'll see it this weekend. So whenever he can get on the show. So here's here's what I'll, I will yeah. say about the show. Here's my honest impression of it, and I owe it to Roach to no spoilers. I, I won't. I won't spoil anything. I will say this: you get the concept of the movie. Um, some some college age kids get involved in a fairly adolescent game, which is truth or dare. But the setup of how that happens, at least in the movie and this is pretty early in it so i'm not giving anything away at least everyone involved is kind of like uh, really truth or dare that's kind of adolescent and immature so at least the characters are self-aware of that part because the simple fact of the matter is once you get into it it is a great idea it's it's you know better than final destination like what is the premise of that why are all these weird things happening again nobody wait, even wait knows justin everyone's like Everyone's like, oh, it's immature. Not one person's like, yeah, dude, I'm going to get my dick sucked. No one. Oh, it's PG-13. You can't no, do that. No, no, no. I think a few of the characters, there's a little wink and a nod. And there's there's definitely one character who's like, yeah, I want the two girls to make out. Like, like Roach is not, you know, asexual. I mean, the guy is human. So, did he write that or did his wife write that? I, I'm going to hope that Roach wrote that. We know he's we know he's a certified pervert, right? No, I mean, actually. Oh, no, he said he didn't write the fuck dungeon fuck stuff, dungeon. right? Yeah, he said that was all DJ, but DJ wrote it while in his fuck dungeon. Well, maybe yeah. maybe he wrote it to impress DJ. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Like he's the kind of guy who'd pay a woman to slap him in the face. Roach does? DJ. Well, you don't. You're not even friends with that guy. Why is that guy's name even coming out of your mouth? You guys don't get along. Krista Joseph seems like the kind of guy who'd pay a woman to slap him in the face. Oh my god! Oh, that's the quote that he's going to put on the back of his biography. That's the quote I'm going to just cut out for the best of clip from this show and put on <laughs> LuchaCentral.com. It's just that one line. <laughs> DJ's biography, and he's selling a million copies of it. 
Which, by the way, before I get too far into this truth or dare thing, if you haven't gone to LuchaCentral.com, go there. And not only should you go there, but you should sign up, create an account so that you can throw likes at us, throw comments up at our stuff, throw comments at Eric Mutter's stuff, throw comments at Klein Rock for being the whitest guy who does a Lucha Libre segment on the internet because it's not this podcast. It's actually Klein Rock. <laughs> um but yeah, go to the website. And and if you're interested in any of the stuff I was talking about at the beginning of the show, a lot of the pieces to the puzzle are on there, like Rey Mysterio being announced that he's back in AAA, um, the explanation of what's going on behind the scenes with uh, Pinta and Phoenix, um, starting to put together. There's a new piece up with uh, Ruben Zamora from Mass Republic and Conan cruising through L.A. to San Diego. Hmm, I wonder why they were in L.A., um, in a car and Conan's talking a little bit, uh, hinting at the fact that there's a lot that he can't talk about. Hmm. Suspicious. Check that piece out. Like luchacentral.com. Like if you're interested in the stuff that we're talking about, and I'm sure as Lucha underground starts to air, there'll be more Lucha underground related stuff on there as well. But if you're interested in that stuff, a lot of the pieces to the puzzle are in articles on luchacentral.com right now. So go to the oh, website, check it yeah. out. And I also want to tell everyone once I get my Lucha Libre muscle figures that haven't arrived yet, um, which if you didn't get them, they might be sold out. You might have to if you if you're trying to get them on LuchaShop.com, but still try. I think there's still a way that you can get them. I think you have to go. What's that? Super 7 store or whatever. Up yeah, in you, can, you can order them directly from Super 7 via mail order also. Um, but uh, Super 7 has stores in San Francisco and San Diego. Um, but. Yeah, I ordered mine. I didn't get them yet. As soon as I get them, I'll either do a segment on the show or I'll do my own video and put it up on LuchaCentral.com um, because I want to be their Pixel Dan and get, like, toys and stuff. So, uh, yeah. I think that's honestly, that would be your greatest contribution that you could possibly make to LuchaCentral.com mm -hmm. um, if you're the guy that puts over the toys because you're the guy who likes the toys. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's either that or, like, talking about obscure monster gimmicks in Lucha Libre, like the time Leatherface came out to the Rocks music, but, um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so, truth or dare. So, yeah, truth. it's basically, Byron, what is your real, real middle name? Is it, in fact, Harris? No, you're going to steal my identity. I, you you said truth. What's your middle yeah. name, Byron? You don't know, Justin, because I, I know what it is. Yeah, it's Harmon. Like Mark Harmon? I don't know who the fuck that is. He, he, took the y like off. he took the Y off, first of all. It's Byron Harmony, Turk. And uh, the reason... Actually, it's Hermione. <laughs> Byron Hermione, Turk. It's because, it's because of his hair. Like, they knew even before Harry Potter came out that he was going to have the same hair as Hermione and it's Byron Hermione Turk. Wait, why don't you go by the, why don't you go by BHT? BHT would be so much cooler than Byron or Mark or Mark Turk or money. BHT, BHT sounds a little too much like BTK for my, for my, uh, oh. here, so. yeah. really Harmon is your middle name. Yeah. Hermione. Why did I not know that? Dude, Crazy he would learn on the show. You, you, you just had to ask him. He would have told you. I mean, come on. I just oh, stole his driver's license. I thought everyone knew. Well, so anyway, truth or dare, what I'm trying to get at here is you've got an asinine premise. It's asinine. It's it's ridiculous. It is. 
kids in the third grade play this game, right? And all of a sudden, somehow, this game of truth or dare turns deadly. And it's it's so fucking absurd. It is one of those horror movie premises where you're like, oh my god, am I seriously watching this shit right now where some idiotic game of truth or dare turns into this thing where people might actually die? That but sounds- guess what? But guess what? Like three seconds after they that you realize that's what's happening, you don't care anymore. The mythology they built around the game and how it happens and the shit that's going on down in Mexico, it's fucking great. It's great. And you're just like, you don't even care. Uh, like by the end of the movie, you have completely forgotten. It is the the exquisite art of the suspension of disbelief that is happening in this film because by the end of the movie you completely forget the fact that you just watched the most ridiculous idea of why you would kill off a bunch of college-age kids like hey man i'm on board i mean shit uh, you're talking to a guy that owns gourmet zombie chef from hell on vhs all right like come on and that's the trick the trick the trick to a good horror movie is you you get to a point where the premise of it has you either drawn in enough or you don't care enough that you can just start having fun with it and you can yeah. just start playing with people's emotions with their fears with their humor with their expectations of what they're going to see next and truth or dare 100% nails that part of it to the point where <clears throat> they have taken the most completely asinine way of killing people ever in a horror movie and made it not feel ridiculous at all. And that feels, is a huge compliment. I feel so dumb, dude, because I thought I saw it, um, and, but it was this movie with Madonna. Like, this sounds nothing like the truth or dare I watched. Fuck! <laughs> no, totally different. Totally, totally different movie. Though it has about the same... Actually, no, Madonna's movie has more nudity in it. So my biggest complaint about the movie... And not the premise, because the premise, honestly, after uh, the the kid from that Netflix horror movie, LeBroin or whatever that kid's name is, uh, Lab Labrio. What the hell is that kid's name? He played the werewolf in that Netflix uh, Twilight <laughs> show. Teen Wolf. Oh, Michael God. J. Fox. I liked him in that show though. I can't believe I can't remember the name of that show. Anyway, he's he's in the uh, he's in this movie. Anyway, so Hemlock, after, Hemlock Grove. Thank you. Hemlock Grove. And Eli yeah. Roth thing, right? Didn't Eli do yeah. that? Thing? I liked it. I watched yeah. the whole series. I um, I liked the transformation in the first episode and then just fell out of love with the show immediately after that. I don't know. I like the I big burpy Frankenstein sister. Anyway, I was also watching True Blood at the time, and it was far superior to anything True Blood ever did. Anyway, so that kid, like, as soon as his part of this whole deal is happening and you're into the game and things are happening. The backstories are really compelling. Um, The murders are not vicious enough for me, but this is a PG 13 cut of the movie. From what I understand, um, it was filmed to be a little more gory. I will spoiler one part of it for you, Casey. The very, very first scene of the movie um, is a great setup it's a great cold open you can tell on paper it's written perfectly um and it's it's a fire gag but it is they cut away from it 
Mm. You know, okay, they can cut away from fire gags. That's fine. If you cut away from a crushed head, that's when we're going to have problems. Well, there's a few things where it gets abbreviated. It feels like they they let it go a little bit more further into the movie. But the really disappointing part about it for me was the fact that I actually know the girl that did the fire gag in that very first opening scene. I grew up with her. She's a good actress and also a stunt woman. And she did the whole fire burn thing. And then it's obviously cut down to get a PG 13. Um, Shit, man. So she had to do like a body burn kind of thing. She and they didn't get used? did the full old school, real, no CG. Full burn stunt. Straight up the burning status and shit. Oh, yeah. man. She's a great actress, by the way. Her name's Lisa Katari. You can check her out and all sorts of stuff. You can hit her IMDb. Um, she's done stunts and acting in a shit ton of fucking movies. That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and she's credited as an actress on there, too. She actually has a little bit of speaking part. I think they actually cut a little bit of that down, too, because they kind of truncated the scene. But it's so well written to be a cold open. Like I felt bad for Roach when I saw that because I was like, "Oh, this PG thirteen rating killed your fucking glorious cold open, bro." <laughs> like I just, I felt bad because if you had started off with the shock factor of just melting a fucking lady's face, yeah, that would have really kicked it off for what the movie needed. I hope that there's an R rated or a stronger yeah. TVMA cut or whatever that they do for Netflix or DVD or something, because I think that is the one thing where I would say, damn, if they had just taken these few things a little bit further. Um, but it looks like the movie's a pretty big success because from what I'm hearing, the budget was like four mil or less. And you know, it was like, damn, it only premiered number three that weekend. But number three was still like $12, $13 million or something. Yeah. Of a yeah. movie that cost four mil to make? Holy fuck buckets. That's some real stuff. Cheddar. I will no, say no, and it's great. Like, people were wondering, why is this being released yeah. now? Okay, you don't want to release anything this October because the, the fucking horror movie is sealed for this October. Don't worry. You know, yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not get out like it's not some mind blowing new concept with racial themes or anything. It's like just old fashioned horror movie fun. And it was the perfect thing to be their follow up to, to for Blumhouse to just say, look, guys, we still do, you know, low budget horror movies, but that look great and have good scripts with good writers. We still do this. We're ruling this game right now. We're you, know, you know what their next uh, big thing is, right, Justin? What's that? Uh, the new Halloween movie that's coming out in October. Oh, God. Well, I'm sure that was a much bigger budget. Yeah. And uh, what's amazing is they, they've they shown a new poster of the new Michael Myers mask, which looks awesome. It's supposed to be an aged version of the first mask from 77. So basically, the Wait, whole so they took William Shatner's face now and made it into a new mask. No, but it looks like it because it's all wrinkled and cracked and shit, just like William Shatner. But um, oh, I don't know. He's had a little bit of work. He, <laughs> so he maybe has. the new Shatner face wouldn't be so good. Yeah, it would look a little too tight. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's they, not like the full Kenny Rogers, but it's it's tight. Right. Yeah, they um they did a good job with that. They also secured John Carpenter to do the score for the movie, which is awesome. Uh, and what's really cool about it is uh, this is a direct sequel to the first Halloween. And uh, some people are like, wasn't that what H2O did? H2O was a direct sequel to Halloween 2. 
So this is cutting out all the dumb shit from Halloween 2 where Laurie Strode was revealed to be Michael's sister, which I always hated. Uh, so, so, so can they go back in time and make Jamie Lee Curtis that hot again? Actually, she is supposed to be. She's a grandmother in this movie. Can they go back in time <laughs> and erase people reminding us that Jamie Lee Curtis used to have a penis? No, I'm sorry. I'm so, she's a very nice lady, Justin. Jesus. Wow, <laughs> Justin, you threw this out there and Casey isn't going for it. It's weird. Well, I'm sorry. I just it's used to work screen. for the production company. I used to intern for the production company that's somewhat responsible for this movie. So he has an opportunity to talk about penises and he's declining. It's I completely weird. kid. I have no idea if those rumors about Jamie Lee Curtis are remotely true, but I always thought she was hot, even if she did actually have a penis. See, this this seems like a recurring theme, though. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, Beauty it, is subjective, Casey. It is. It is. I'm. I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm just stating, brother. That's all. I like Finn Balor. I like Finn Balor good. too. Doesn't everyone like Finn Balor? I mean, I feel like he's including. I feel like he's including me, and that he's for everyone. Yeah, I'm part of everyone, right? I want I want him to go to Ferguson with that message and that shirt. Oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a dick. Wow. <laughs> wow. Finn Balor is for everyone. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I I haven't watched much on the WWE network that's new except for the uh the new something to wrestle something else to wrestle with Bruce, Bruce Pritchard which is cool. I mean they basically just are doing what we're doing right now like with this stream but they're putting it on the WWE network. It's not like professional cameras or anything either. It's webcams. Okay, wait, wait. Paulie Cross here has some numbers for us. He says Truth or Dare is at $22,475,415 and it cost $3.5 million to make. Does Roach get back in? Because oh. if so, I'm pretty sure he needs to throw a Mass Mats and Mayhem 100th episode party. Hey, and that's only 10 episodes away. No, I actually have a wrestling promotion for him to invest in if that's the case. Wang? Wang, right? Wang. 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 Wrestle Arts New Generation. Wang. W star A-N-G. Wang. And you know what? It's going to be great. We'll give him a gimmick. You know, I'm going to be Sharpan Joe, the Freddy Krueger knockoff, because we don't we don't have copyrights for that shit. He so, owned the Sharpan Joe, right? Yeah. No, I don't own the Sharpan Joe. No, it's your son, your son of Sharpan Joe, right? No, I'm just going to be Sharpan Joe. I'm kind of old, Justin. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm a little old. You can't and, be EO the Sharpan Joe? I nah. want you to be this, the Sharp Panjo Jr. We're gonna get uh we're gonna let Chris Roach be in there because Chris Roach is a hoss, you know. Yeah, you know, he's he's a, he's a big dude. Can he's he gonna, bump though? Can he bump? I know DJ can bump. I've seen the, EVW. I, EVW can at least sell even if he can't bump. But can Roach bump? So check this out. He's not gonna have to because I'm gonna give him the Jason the Terrible gimmick. But we're not gonna be able to call him Jason the Terrible. So we're going to pay homage to the great. Uh, Friday the 13th part. I five. thought we were going to have DJ do that gimmick and be Johnson the Terrible. No, no. You see, he's going to be Roy the Terrible. It's going to be like uh, part five all over again. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. 
<laughs> That's Roy actually really funny. Yeah. So, okay, we're gonna have Sharpan Joe. We're gonna have Roy the Terrible. You know, we'll probably have. Do people uh, watching this show even get this stuff, uh, Casey? Probably not, because no one watches the matches. I fucking suggest on uh, on Twitter ever. Um, you know, uh, we're gonna have Pleatherface. He's gonna be great. <laughs> That, that could be you. You could be Pleatherface. It, it'll be great. I'll you know, be Pleatherface. Yeah, you can wear pleather because it's vegan and you can talk about how like you like salad and shit. And it's for everyone, damn it. It is. Pleatherface is for everyone. Jay Butson says, Wang is for everyone. And oh, how right you are, Jay. That's going to be... he. You know what? I just hired him for our marketing team. I <laughs> That's it, Jay. Start coming up with stuff for us to put on T-shirts. Wang is coming, but there's don't forget there's a little asterisk in between the W and the A. Yes, yes, like like Wing, and it makes it impossible to search for on YouTube uh, on the PlayStation Four YouTube app. It oh, great! So we've got a promotion that we can't promote. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Maybe we can get that banned from the uh, Lucha Underground subreddit too. It's okay. I'll start the Wang subreddit. See what sucks is it's probably already taken. Uh, knowing Reddit, uh, Byron, knowing uh, Wangs, how much people love Wangs on yeah, Reddit. Byron, Byron, do you subscribe? Uh, silence is confirmation. Um, I don't know. Dirty. Where <laughs> I don't know where he went. I, I maybe he got pizza. He's taking care of something for me. Oh, he's he's dropping a deuce. I just told him to take care of something for me. He's taking care of it. I mean, did you see the look on his face? He looked so constipated. I was like, I just texted him. I was like, Byron, if you got a shit, just go, man. And you're killing the whole show with your fucking ugly face vibes where you look like <laughs> the whole time. He looks like he's just turned inside out. This is this is why, once again, hockey is a horrible sport. No yeah, one should play I, hockey. I, I'm just surprised that it's not just completely falling out of his loose butthole. Uh, is this going to make the, uh, the, the best of? On. I thought Byron said his socks still had elastic. Oh, it's still pink though. Okay. You know, sometimes, sometimes red, sometimes a little yellow. Um, who told me that space docking didn't affect that at all? Interesting. Interesting. All I gotta say, guys, is Urban Dictionary. It's a, it's an evil, evil place. Yeah. Um, you guys make enough gay jokes? No, no. Look, just because we said you had a prolapsed anus doesn't mean we're saying you're gay. But really, the question, honestly, was just, Byron, do your socks still fit? <laughs> Byron, did you wash your hands? That's the real question. That's my business. It's not yours. Okay, yeah, you're not touching any of my stuff over there. And yes, I do hate it when lobster monsters break into my house. Did you just hear him say he wants to touch all my stuff? I believe he does. Um, all right, Byron, Byron, yeah. being the other person on this show right now that has actually seen Truth or Dare, um, what was your favorite killing? The first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth? Is that right, nine? Uh, I don't want to give spoilers and say which one I enjoyed the most, but I, I will say... Oh. You will say, oh, I'm getting a phone call from, no. from hello, truth or dare, Byron. Who, who's, who's on the phone? Hi, Byron. Do you ever dance with the devil the pale blue light? Um, okay. Lotion on its skin or else it gets closed again. 
Do you have your wiener tucked between your legs? Okay, I'll be right I'd pizza me. Because <laughs> of fucking bullshit. Tell what? me about your toppings. Not even pizza. I ordered a fucking salad from Domino's and I still have to fucking move. It puts the dressing out. on a skin or else it gets the holes again. Something about horror movies that makes them fun is if you stick to a certain formula of like do something crazy every like what 10 minutes, 8 minutes, every 6 pages, whatever it is. And truth or dare, Thirty um, seconds. Wait, so Byron, you're saying if if hypothetically you ever made a horror movie, you would f make it really formulaic. So truth or dare, uh, you know they have the game, and they're taking turns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick. I'm sorry, Byron. I still kind of love you. Maybe. He's getting his salad, man. He's why is he eating salad? He's a big hoss ass white dude who plays hockey. Why is he eating salad? Aren't those Maybe the kind of guys that are supposed to eat like potato skins and wings? Dude, I fucking love potato skins. Those are like probably my favorite food of all foods. So you uh -huh. should be you should be the hoss ass white dude who plays hockey then. Let's let's retire Byron from that. I can't ice skate, dude. I've tried. Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Like even rollerblades. Oh, like yeah. I don't disagree because I can roller skate my ass off, but I can't ice skate. And maybe it's a black thing. I don't know because I'm not all that black. But I, I, the ice skating thing, something about the ankles and the movement and the turn, like I can't do it. It's just not. It's not for me. It's, pain, it's painful. It's painful. Hurts. Hurts my ankles. Hurts them bad. But maybe, uh, maybe if it was black ice, I could do it. Hmm. I don't know, man. Black Eyes killed Cliff from Metallica, and I've never forgiven it. You know, okay, so I was in Cleveland a few years back, and this was actually right before I met Byron. And I 180'd my Civic on the freeway in Cleveland because I hit some some black ice. Oh. And then um, I told my stepfather or somebody, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, some black ice hit me on the uh, – or I hit some black ice on the road. And he was like, what – What'd they do to you? <laughs> and I was like, like, well, they, they spun me out and they threw me into the guardrail. He was like, they whooped your ass. <laughs> I was like, no, no. I said black ice, black ice, not black ice. <laughs> See, this is, this is the same problem we have with racist fan rocks in the chat. I have and my enunciation just wasn't saving it. I mean, this, this shit went on like Abbott and Costello long. It was like 20 minutes of me trying to explain the difference between black ice and black ice. It's, it's tremendous. It's, it's tremendous. like Cleveland accent because in Cleveland, you say, hey, couple, three black ice. Hmm. <laughs> Or you say, yeah, I slipped on some black ice. It's go, the same thing. Go, go steamers. That's all. So, so, Okay. Justin, <laughs> we're, going, we're totally we're going off the rails. We go for we're it. We're talking about Cleveland Steamers. Is what we're okay. talking about. Okay. Uh, is is that where Byron's going right now? Is he getting a hot Carl as we speak? UrbanDictionary.com. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe I believe he is getting the blue thunder, uh, red tornado right now. <laughs> oh, the old Cambodian mudslide. Oh, oh Jesus! Oh, it hurts! It hurts so good. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, this has really gone off the rails. Okay, uh, so let me talk about Maverick Pro because I, yes! went to I went to Maverick Pro last week, and this is wrestling-related, people. It's not disgusting. Well, maybe it is because Kevin Cross was involved. Um, that man's a deviant. First of all, 
Chris Bay versus Austin Theory. I love this kid, Chris Bay. Um, I don't know if you if you haven't seen him. He's a younger dude, black kid, dreadlocks. Maybe, maybe goes 155, 160, 170, maybe 170. I don't know. I mean, he's yoked, but he's little. Yeah, but he's yeah, not he, like tiny. He's not Paquito, but he's like he's not huge. He's not like massive. He's got, he's got like the Bruce Lee physique kind of. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and probably Bruce Lee size too. Like he's real cut. He's very athletic. He can whoop somebody's ass, but at the same time, he's not hulking. He's not huge. Um, but anyway, so he went toe-to-toe with this kid, Austin Theory, who is 100% NXT material. I know he had a tryout recently, I think even with when Cross was out there. Um, and I think he might go to WWE and do developmental, um, but absolutely meant to be there. You can tell that's where he should be, maybe on a uh, on an impact or something like that, but doesn't just shouldn't even be bothering being an indie guy to me like just has that whole like put him on tv kind of thing austin theory look him up good kid so anyway they're kind of in the middle of the card chris bay and austin theory go at it and in the last maverick pro i've been at chris bay went to town with willie mack nice and and went over on willie mack and it was oh fucking barn burner tore the house down amazing match um and Katarina, their women's champ at, at Maverick Pro, also, all of her matches are good. She knows how to sell. She's just fucking good at pro wrestling. Yeah, and that's... Uh, that's Winter. Katie Lee slash... Winter. Katie Lee Burchill slash Winter over in TNA, and now she's uh, on the indies as Katarina. Yeah, she's always been an excellent wrestler. Like, um, I remember when they first signed her for WWE, uh, she had a lot of buzz behind her for being like, Good technically. Yeah, and I, I'd hate to I'd hate to lose her off some of these great indie shows that I go to, but at the same time, she's one of those people that I think has refined it so much now. Like she'd be really good going to NXT and then coming back onto WWE TV that way. Mm. And and she's also more experienced than a lot of those girls. So I think she could be a locker room leader if she had the time in their system. Like if she went back there, I think she could be just crushing it and and i think she was one of those people that did not benefit from the divas era right. i think she needed to be outside of that system and now that we're in the era of women's wrestling she is a woman wrestling and she's doing a great job they should they people who do tv should really be looking at her she's got a great look she can perform and she's a locker room leader and she can act too because yeah. she's uh she's been doing some some movies shoot dude she was in one that's awesome and i'm forgetting the name and i have to look it up um she's i believe she's at katrina's infamy on twitter so tell you heard about her on this show she's great um but anyway so there's chris bacon absolutely fucking kills it with austin theory and um Chris Bay in Maverick Poe and their storylines, he has the the cash and carry, which is kind of an equivalent to uh, money in the bank kind of thing. Oh, um, dude. Yeah, that's right. She was in Karate Kill. That movie's awesome. I have to watch that. Karate Kill. Can I get it on Amazon since you seem to know everything that's on Amazon? I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon Prime, actually. I, I think that's where I watched it. Uh, Karate Kill. All right. I got to watch that. I watched Boone recently. Loved it. <laughs> I thought Mundo was full of shit, but I actually really, I really love Boone. It was everything that I love about like okay 
uh, early, Justin, early 2000s syndicated uh, action television, except the, the the great cinematic masterpiece known as Karate Kill is on Amazon Prime streaming. All right, I know what I'm watching tonight. You guys heard it here. Watch Katarina's movie, Karate Kill, on Amazon. Yeah. So Chris Bay, Austin Theory, tear the house down. Uh, Great match. Love those guys. And keep in mind, Chris Bay is finding ways to do the appropriate amount of flippy shit for a smaller indie in a room where if you stand on the top turnbuckle, even a guy his size, his head will be touching the ceiling. Oh, man, I, I always I, I really don't like that. PWG was like that. They're in the, they're in the Moose Lodge in Burbank, though. I mean, smaller than PWG, but. <laughs> Uh, they they're gonna do some bigger venues too, but it's a great venue for them. And honestly, having that low ceiling for a promotion like this is good because it keeps you invested in the matches without having to focus on flippy shit. And so many indies right now are just focused on flippy shit. But guys are getting over, and 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 guys who do flippy shit stuff like Ugly Ducklings were there. Those guys do flippy shit stuff all the time. Bunch of bunch of other great indie performers that do flippy shit were there, but it like reins you in and it makes them focus more on telling the goddamn story of the match, which honestly, I see enough flippy shit. I could be at PWG tonight if I wanted flippy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather go to Maverick Pro and and see good storytelling instead of just random fucking matches. Like you're gonna give me pro wrestling, you're gonna do it in a small environment. You got, you know, it's sold out in the place, but you got captive fans who are there because they're they're true wrestling fans. You're going to a fucking Maverick Pro show in the Moose Lodge. You like pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, Justin, you didn't tell me this was just in freaking Burbank or I would have gone. Damn it. Oh, my God. I tried. I, I Well, I did say come to Maverick Pro, but I did not say that it was in Burbank. Yeah, they did the last two at the Moose Lodge. They're doing another one on May 5th at the Moose Lodge. Okay, where where's the Moose Lodge? Is that over on uh, Hollywood Way or am I thinking of American Legion or something? Um... Over by Fry's? No, it's actually on Burbank. It is close to Fry's. It's a little south of there. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not that far from from the five at all. Nice. It's like nice. right off the five because actually, when I went home, I actually went over to the five and then back down to the one hundred and one because it was faster. And I was going West Valley. I've got. I've got a lot of. I got a lot of friends that live in Burbank that would like to go to something like that. Well, May May fifth is your next opportunity, nice. and then okay. after that, they have a big show coming up um, the following month, and they have not announced the venue for that yet because I think they're going to bring in um, some ECW superstars from back in the day for that one. Nice. Um, they're working on a a bigger show, I think, for that month, but I think they're going to have to get out of that smaller place because they've been selling it out. They actually. From the two shows that I saw that were th- two or three weeks apart, they had to add three more rows of chairs nice. uh, to get everybody in there this time, which they did. That's awesome. So, um, Kevin Cross is their champion. Well, um, yeah. So, and he was in a match with uh, Keith Lee. And uh, why am I drawing a blank on the other guy's name? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. I'll look it up. But um, great match. Kevin, however, was coming out of um, his battle with Willie Mack at House of Hardcore uh, WrestleCon weekend. Yeah. And anybody who watched that, and if you haven't watched that, go and watch that match. 
Uh, actually, go and watch that whole show because it's really good. And <laughs> you will be real fucking surprised at Swoggle on that. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen Swoggle, Jesus Christ, that kid can. He's not even a kid. He's a grown ass man. I mean, but not entirely a grown ass man. Anyway, the Relative moral story is yeah. he can wrestle. <laughs> like, who fucking knew? You didn't know when you saw him on WWE. Like, he had some spots, but that dude can wrestle. Um. Oh yeah, I, there's some highlights on my Twitter, the at Justin Harvey seventy five of some of this stuff that happened. So is JT Dunn, Keith Lee, Killer Cross, uh, who's no longer Kevin Cross, by the way. Don't call him Kevin anymore, please. Don't call him Kevin. I made that mistake. I called him Kevin in a public place. I don't want to say what happened, but it wasn't pleasant. Uh, he's Killer Cross now, guys. Or Tollman, or Mr. Cross, or... Just call know, him Sir. Just or, call him Sir. Sir is good. Yeah. Please please don't hurt me is also accepted, I think. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin comes in with a legit broken freaking rib. And, you know, he likes to collect his gold shiny thing, so it's his belt, and he just was like, no, you know, I owe it to these guys. I'm a pro. These crowds come out to see me, whatever. I'm going to still wrestle, even with a broken rib. Um, they call they, they played his music at the beginning, and he didn't come out. And I thought, like, I had been texting with him, and I had talked to him a couple times. I thought legit, like, Cross just wasn't going to wrestle. Like, he got there, thought he was going to wrestle, and then he was like, oh, wait a second, guys. This is real jacked up. I really shouldn't be doing this. It's stupid. You know, I'll take you, keep your money. I just, I can't do this. <laughs> I thought for sure that's what happened. And maybe he was second-guessing it because Keith Lee comes out, JT Dunn comes out, and they're just about to say, well, fuck it, I guess these two guys will go, but maybe not for the belt. We don't know. You know, they're a small promotion. I don't think they have a lot of contingency plans in place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then... um I think Odie, the ref, ran out to the back to see what was up and came back and said, give it a minute. And then Cross came out. He's taped up. I don't know if the tape was just a fucking gimmick for show or if that was really helping him in any fashion. But I know that legit lower rib on the left side, broken, fractured, you know, all wrestling hype BS aside. I know he said he had like three fractures and a broken rib, but he has one that is legit fucked up. So he comes out and he still wrestles. I mean, he wrestles like he's not broken. Um, But then he starts getting kicked and taking some shots. And, you know, some of them might have been work. But there was a couple in there where I I saw him take some deep breaths when he he, especially when he actually got backslammed, when he back bumped, where I was like, man, I don't know how I feel about this. Kev is is not in a good place to be doing this right now. Like it was one of those things where I was legit kind of like, and B boy earlier in the night had done just a great sell out on the floor um, where you were like, damn, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? But like in a wrestling world, this was some shit where I was like, I don't know if this is in a wrestling world anymore. Like, like some winces on Kevin's face that weren't selling. So I was kind of like, shit, man, this is, this sucks. Um, and he's got Keith Lee there, and I know he's really excited about that. Um, so he's going, he, he, you know, he's going toe to toe. He's battling these fucking guys, and um, Cross retains. Cross finds a way to retain. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but by a very rare and random disqualification. 
Even though he got his Saito slam in, um, he got some big moves in. Uh, I don't know if the rib was hurting him and if he was looking for a way out or if he's just truly lost his shit. But Keith Lee, who's a guy I know he respects, um, he put his head inside of a chair and slammed him against the ring post repeatedly. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, we all know wrestling is wrestling, but Cross looked like he may have lost a little bit. The bell was a little slow to come to, and Odie, the ref, was kind of looking around like, is, is this the finish? Um I don't know that that was supposed to be the go-home spot. I don't know that that was supposed to be the way it went down. If Cross's rib was fucking him up, it was like, it was one of those fun moments for me. You're in this small promotion. I know, Kevin, I've talked to some of the other workers. Like, I know a lot of what's going on, and I legit didn't know if they were shooting or calling it on the fly, if it was a complete work and that was the way it was supposed to go down. And that's what made it fun. I don't understand any of these words that you're using right now because I respect kayfabe, but I want to say that Mr. Mr. Cross, sir, I I enjoy his work, and for him to do do something like that just warms my heart. It warms my heart because well, he's living up to the killer name. He's not some guy that just calls himself killer and then goes and shakes someone's hand and wrestles nicely. No, no, he's gonna try to kill him because he's a killer. There you go. Well, it, it goes a little deeper than that, though, because, you know, Kev took matters into his. I mean, sorry, Mr. Killer Cross, sir, um, took matters into his own hands. Um, he caught a little bit of beatdown after that. And the opportunist, Mr. Dashing Chris Bay, Bay is Bay, all 20 Bay team, Bay yeah. Day. Let me tell you something, Justin. <laughs> I come from Scandinavian heritage, and over there, Bay means shit. Look it up. Well, you're gonna you're gonna think that even more now because Chris Bay, who I consider a cool dude and a friend and somebody I really like to watch, um, he pulled some dastardly shit on Cross, who looked like he was legit trying to get out of the match with his belt intact, and did. He found a way. Sometimes that's just smart, regardless of whether it was a work or shoot or whatever reason. He got out of there with his belt. And uh, Chris Bay comes in and and attacks the wounded animal, splashes him down, and uh, cashes in his cash and carry and takes the belt off of Kevin Cross. And now Chris Bay is your new Maverick Pro heavyweight champion. And he took the belt oh, off great. of Killer fucking Cross, who is double his size that's that, that's great that poopy chris Pooh fucking <laughs> is the chant is someone representing the the company instead of a man's man like killer cross i i did i i i, I was in shock I a was man like, that literally names himself after feces is the champion now i mean and, and we'll have to talk to kevin about this because i don't know like you know who knows oh yeah we gotta ask him if he knows if that means poop because i think that's something he should know <laughs> I, I don't know if if you know this is a backstage thing where he wanted to drop, you know, to get out of it because he knew he was going to be down for a couple of months. If this was a, a a real thing where Chris Bay kind of was taking matters in his own hand, if the management was screwing him over, um, I don't. I get the feeling that the ref Odie is not a huge fan of Kevin's. I, I don't know. 
because he was posting stuff about Chris Bay on his social media. Honestly, talking I, about and new. I mean, he seemed to like he was playing a little bit of favorites dude, with Chris Bay. Justin, his name is fucking Odie. I don't expect him to be on the up and up at all. <laughs> He's got good hair, though. Damn it. Odie's got great hair. I like Odie. He's my third favorite referee that's out there currently. Yeah, Tarantes, Hijo de Tarantes, and then Odie? Uh, no, I actually go Red Shoes, Marty Elias, then Odie. Oh, man. Little, little Nature's four, though. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed that it, none of them have Tarantes in their name. <laughs> Why is that, Casey? He's <laughs> the greatest referee of all time. Hijo de Tarantes, buy the shirt. All right. You got it. Meef's a big fan. Knox is on, Knox is way up there too, and I, I will tell you guys later in season four of Lucha Underground why Rick Knox has moved way up on my greatest referees of all time list. Uh, he he must have like bought Justin Lunch or something. But I really, I honestly, I really like Odie because Odie does that thing of he he's he's very much in control of the action that's happening in his ring, but he's also you also don't know he's there until you need to know he's there. Kind and of like, I, I, uh, kind of like a certain comic strip where you didn't know he was there until a cat was mad to, at him and said things, said mean things. Speaking you know, of mad cats, where's Billy? He's got us muted now. He's just chomping away, <laughs> chomping away at his salad. It's um, like we gave him the opportunity to talk about his cat, and he didn't take it. He's he's not listening. Dude, we've been putting Byron over this whole show. He doesn't he doesn't even know we're here. Yeah, that's right. We said we said best ball hole in the business. It's clearly du- true. Double A double A Byron Turk. Look, there's more than one way to carry a wrestler's bags into the locker room. Oh yeah, that's true. That's all that's I'm true. saying. If you have that clinch factor, you can really go places. <laughs> yeah. Especially when the bags don't have wheels, you know. Um, so, oh, Jay, by the way, I, I hate to break it to you, but if you go back to episode five of this show, you'll know that, um, eating loudly into a microphone is totally a gimmick on this show. You'll have to just forgive us. It's just a thing that we do from time to time. I don't really know why that started in particular, but they're cutting every now and then we're hungry. The show is long. We don't get up for pee breaks or anything, but sometimes we got to eat. You got to eat. Yeah, yeah. I usually eat like Count Chocula when I eat on the show. Um, but great I'm choice. out. Great choice. But, hey, dude, you know what? The grocery Are you finally outlet... out of your supply of monster cereal? Bro, grocery outlet in Burbank has Frankenberry right now. Oh, let's go. Are they open? Are they open at 10 o'clock? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. So I was bummed. I talked to Kev after the show. Um, he was really happy with the turnout. He was happy that the the, the crowd enjoyed um, the proceedings and the whole show. It was again, Maverick is is crushing it for a small show. I mean, we're talking small shows, and they don't have like millions to throw around. Like you know, with the size rooms they're filling up, they're only going to be able to bring in like five you know name guys every time. But they're bringing in really solid up and coming guys, and it's fun to watch. And the storylines and the writing are better than what you get at most small shows. Um, so I've been really, really happy with it anyway. Um, and cross is there, you know, cross is yeah. on me. So it's, it's fun to get out and support. Um, I don't know if he's going to be there May 5th or not. I, I hope he is. 
And if he is, dear Lord, I like Chris Bay a lot, but I feel I'm worried for the man's life. <laughs> I, I, I think you need to draw a line in the sand and, and know that if you have to get one of those guys mad at you, you want it to be to be poopy Chris Poo, or do you want it to be a guy named Killer Cross who who may have legally murdered Keith Lee in front of your very eyes? Look, I'm I, I don't know if I could take Chris Bay or not, but I know for sure I can't take Cross. <laughs> so I would take I would if if I had to choose between who had heat with me, I'd pick Chris Bay all day long. Dashing mm. Chris Bay, Bay is Bay. Man, if I gotta have heat with somebody, I'm on. I'm on Team Cross. Like me, me and Bay would have to go. Like I'm a, I, I'm, I'm Bay size. I could. I mean, I could bump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know I, if I'd I, get back up after the first one, but I could bump. Yeah, you can bump one. once. Yeah, you only need one sometimes. Hogan did in his look, last match. Look, I'll, I'll tell you what. I can cut a hell of a promo. I can bump once. And I'll sell that shit for two months. It'll be straight fire. <laughs> I'll wrap my whole body like a mummy. I, can, I mean, I'll be, I'll be clinched up for, and it might be legit. It might yeah, be real. Yeah. <laughs> I could barely move furniture without suffering for a week. You know, thank, thank God, dudes can't jump off the fucking top rope too much in the and you know what's cool though when somebody actually does come off the top rope in the moose lodge or whatever it is um it's usually really innovative because you can't go up you kind of have to go forward you have right. to propel yourself forward and um one of the ceiling tiles keith lee and jt dunn did a spot in that match with cross where keith lee takes him up and then slams him down and chunks of the ceiling actually came down too you can see it in the video i have on on my twitter <laughs> freaking amazing they literally brought the roof down they, they tore the roof down on that yeah that's, that, that sounds like something expensive to get in trouble for but i, I like the i like the idea of it happening where's byron byron can you hear me Hello, Byron. Earth to Byron. Byron! What is no. Byron doing? He's eating salad. He gets really into it, man. He has to hear the lettuce crunch because he feels like he has power over it. Oh, shit. I think Chris Roach turned it. Chris, if you're watching this thing right now, we talked about Truth or Dare about 20-some-odd minutes ago, and I totally fucking buried your movie, bro. Oh, dude. He said it was worse than glitter. <laughs> Hi, Byron. Hi. Can you hear me, Byron? Hello, can you hear me? By Byron? I think it's time. I think it's time we we just sign off for Byron Fever. This is be cool <laughs> and stay in the mix. God damn it, you murdered that. That's so so awful. I have to, I wanted to ask Byron about one fucking thing and then we can get the hell out of here. Stay, stay mixy. Don't be Hi, bay. Byron. Bay means poop. I am texting you, Byron. It's going to be so <laughs> great as the best of the MMM show on luchacentral.com. Visit it today. Sign up. Comment on our stuff. Say, hey, this best of MMM show kind of sucks because it doesn't have Casey in it. Uh, and then uh, all the other articles on the site also say Casey should be in it. And learn how to say it in Spanish so you can say it on the Spanish articles too. Well, 
I have a few pieces coming up that have some Casey involved. Um, oh, I already dropped the news on Twitter to all the denizens of deliciousness out there. Right. But you're also going to be in the, the Best of Strikers segment. Oh, great. Great. I, I, no, I'm it's pretty- good. It's good. I wish people people need to watch the whole Striker episode, too, because you will see that Striker starts out. He gives us a little bit of heat at first. Then he just totally no sells us for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then he starts realizing that, oh, shit, Casey might know more about wrestling than me. I think we should have interviewed him today. I think it would have been pretty interesting, but uh, maybe But you can see this realization happening throughout the episode where Stryker is like, oh, wait, these guys aren't bullshit. And by the end of it, Stryker, like he went 45 minutes over his time. Yeah, he was was like, Matt, can we get you on for like a half hour or something? He stayed for like an hour and 15 hour and 30 minutes or something. And he is just literally shooting the shit. I gave him every opportunity to get out of it. I'm texting him like, Matt, you can totally hang up on us now. And he's like, no, this is great. I'm hanging out. I'm having a good time. And it is it is honestly, if you watch it, it's one of the few MMM shows, too, where me, you and Byron all probably talk as much as the guest. Mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. letting us and he wants us to and and we're we're actually having a real conversation we're not just interviewing him and getting him to tell us about our childhood like we we there's some of those questions and we talk about wwe and him putting over the teacher gimmick and he does his obligatory uh vince is a mastermind kind of shit you know just in case he ever has to go back and work there or he wants to get in the <laughs> hall of fame <laughs> like like totally transparent like he wasn't even bullshitting about it it was like no dude i'm gonna say this because i'm not stupid right um, right he's a smart man he knows yeah. what he's gotta do like he's not burying anybody uh, on that whole show matt doesn't bury anybody that's above him he doesn't ever. seem like he would bury people anyway he's a nice oh man, he buried know. the shit out of kevin cross on that show he, oh, he he did and tommy dreamer and uh, dreamer he buries yeah. dreamer he buries cross he buries his boys <laughs> he bar- and he buries anybody he's got a leg up on because he's old school. But any single guy that has that he even thinks is above him in any fashion or that can get him any kind of work in any fashion, he won't bury him. Doesn't matter if he fucking hates their guts. He's not going to bury him. <laughs> he's not that stupid. He's like, guys, I like to be employed. I really like wrestling. Um, <laughs> he's not going to do it. But anyway, the, the, hopefully the best of for, for you people who like Josh pillow size things will be up on Lucha central soon. Um, though the clip I sent them, I don't know if we're going to break it into two parts or what it's 20 minutes instead of 10, but it's also not the, the, the full two and a half hour show. The yeah. full, the full show, however, though, get through the first 15 minutes. Um, and it's really great. It's really insightful. Striker talks about, um, Conan and his thoughts about having Conan in his ear, during the first couple seasons of Lucha Underground. Then he talks about Roach taking over that position. Um, he talks a little bit about what it's like to work with Vampiro, though he's kind. <laughs> yeah. um, and he, he talks about uh, where Lucha Underground is heading. When we recorded that episode, the Netflix deal was just about to be announced or had just been announced that week, I think. So we do talk about that quite a bit. Yeah. But, but if you if you listen to what he's saying, it says a lot, too, about what he feels is the future of Lucha Underground. 
He also completely buries their merchandising and touring. Um, with good with good reason. With yeah. good reason. It, but he's not full of shit either. It's not it's not totally striker blowing smoke up your ass. Um, and there are several conversations about deep wrestling knowledge and history between Stryker and Casey that um, real wrestling fans will truly appreciate because these guys, Casey and Stryker, both know their wrestling. Know I'm their wrestling on a different level. Pretty interested because I I don't remember half of the stuff we talked about. I know we did talk about Nance, nasty Ned Brady for a while. Yep, nasty uh, which, Ned Brady came up. Yeah, which is awesome. And I I know we talked about Johnny Rods because he was traded by him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm interested in seeing the best of that. Uh, can't yeah, wait. I think you talked about the uh, Octagoncito or something else too. <laughs> I mean, some oh, probably <laughs> weird random stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that best of clip is coming up. Then uh, Casey's top 10 luchadors of all time, which will probably be in two pieces. I'm still working on that. I'm trying to make that a little glossier package. Um, so that'll be fun. That'll also be on luchacentral.com. Oh, I'll just I'll just send you some pictures when I get some baby oil if you need a glossy package. Okay. Yeah. My that, Have I sent you my Snapchat? I'll send uh, you my Snapchat. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. I'll sign up. Ben Ballers for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Byron, what package? What what the fuck is going on with our co-host? Hello. Hello. He ordered a salad from a pizza place at eleven. Where the are you? Honestly, for the listeners, he's on the East Coast right now, so it's like one in the morning, and he fucking or he two in the morning. But look, my phone actually just does say, "Byron, where the hell are you?" Yeah, I, I like how you just showed everyone his phone number on the show too. Oh, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, he he ate a pizza, uh, a Domino's pizza salad at one in the morning. He's probably dying right now. Did you watch the UFC last week? No, no. I didn't watch it either, but I I saw the highlights and I read about it and the um Gaethje kind of thing and or yeah. Gaethje, yeah, I mean like um just uh Gaethje Poirier and uh Condit um who the fuck was kind of fighting now? I can't even fucking remember. I just watched the highlights like three hours. Uh, honestly, dude, I was being... so I've been so run down and tired. I I slept through that whole show. Um, the moral of the story to me is that uh, Poirier is a stud, has always been a stud, just never uh, never quite gets past that point where he, he's getting the super push at the top mid card, and, he, and he's got this weird gatekeeper status. And once again, he's propelled himself right into <coughs> the mix. He's right in the fray of things. Again, every time you think Dustin Poirier is gone, he's right there. And like he's legit been like the number four or five guy at that weight class forever. And he's proven that he still deserves to be that guy. And look, if Khabib can't get Tony, Khabib can't get Connor, I think that that Dustin Poirier is a little bit ahead of Barbosa. Hey, like, uh, Dustin Jim, Poirier Jim, might Jim. get a title match. Dude, Jim's trying to call us from the show right now. Jim is? Yeah. Oh, let me just get Jim. 
Let me see if we can get Jim from PWG, see what Jim's got to say. Yeah. Tell Jim to answer the actual invite, because I can't I can't answer in hangouts anymore. That doesn't that doesn't work. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Hey, it's Jimmy. Hey. What's up, buddy? You don't have to. Just tell us what's going on. <laughs> If I just smile and thumbs up, will Jim know? Hey! Is this after show? I can't hear anything, but I'm live on the show. I can't hear shit, but I hope you guys are having fun. Uh, Walter's popular shit tonight, so... Um, Awesome. Uh, I'll see you guys later because you can't hear me. Hey. There's Jimmy live at the uh, PWG. We just, got, we just got fucking Walter on our show, dude. That was great. That's awesome. <laughs> that was our way too real moment of the week. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure if uh, Mil Machetes is still in the chat room, he knows exactly what I mean. Is anyone still in the chat room, right? Yeah, there's and there's now, dozens of viewers actually. Oh, that's so weird. Go to sleep. Yeah, well, it's only ten o'clock on the West Coast on a Friday night, though. Good lord, mm-hmm. I would be watching this shit tomorrow morning when you don't have anything I, better to do. I am I am very sleepy, Justin. Oh, I'm so, gonna I'm gonna get done. I was gonna ask Byron about this other thing, but I'm just gonna talk about it without him. Um, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, I called it. I called what they were going to do with Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah, nobody yeah. else knows this, but we have our little DM going where we talk about things. And usually, have, usually, me wanting to have sex with Phantasma. Let's not mince words. Well, at least I mean, every time he says something, we say me That secretly means you just want more Phantasma panties at your house, doesn't it? And yeah, it, and it, it he just true. And he just says hello when we say that. Yeah. I believe it's allo, but yeah. Hello. Hello, mate. I don't know if he's actually saying hello when he says that or if he's saying he wants to rub allo on Phantasma. It could be both. Yeah. Could be both. And and my other question is, does he have the same affinity for Cuerno that he has for Phantasma or is that a different thing? Uh, I think it's um, some kind of sandwich fantasy. Uh, Interesting. Yes. I, so he wants to be hunted into the ooh la la. Yeah. Uh, right in. It, it, he was telling me about it, um, you know, not so much with his words, but with his eyes. And, mm. uh, you know, he, it basically like the scene from Ghost, but in, instead of instead of like the sculpture, a penis. Wow. Yeah, all these things are frightening and and most likely true. So anyway, <laughs> the thing the thing that I had said in the chat room was we were talking briefly about Ronda Rousey. I think we were speculating on whether or not she should have a boob job and whether Alexa Bliss had, had a boob job or something else. And I had said, oh, I guarantee they're going to end up putting her with Natty and they're going to start as friends and work into some kind of stupid fucking feud. And sure enough, this week, with all the superstar shakeup shit, next thing you know, who's right next to each other? Fucking Ronda Rousey and fucking Natty. And I'm just like, 
oh my God, was it really? It was like one of those times where I felt sick to my stomach that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh or, God, that's, oh. Um. It's so WWE though that like, like there's no, there was no hints in any programming or anything, but I just thought to myself, all right, Ronda's a little bit of a noob. Who is the person that they think is going to get her some like, God damn it. Why didn't they put Ronda in a program with fucking Mickey James? Yeah. Instead, we get Natty because she's the veteran. She's going to teach Ronda how to fucking work, but she's also going to be boring as shit. It's going to be the worst program, guys. It's going to go all the way to SummerSlam where they one of them goes fucking heel on the other one, and then they get their fucking blow off at SummerSlam. I guarantee goddamn tee it. Ugh. And just don't want to see that shit. Ronda did so good at WrestleMania. I thought she did good at the Raw after Mania. I thought they actually played it right. I thought that Steph and Triple H sold for her the right way, put together a good match for her, really actually got her there. Her promos were even getting a little bit better. And then here comes fucking Natty. And I don't dislike Natty. She is a good wrestler. But at the same time, you're talking about Ronda. <laughs> She is the biggest commodity they have right now. She's not a star yet. She is a star, but she's not necessarily a WWE superstar yet. And I know yeah. they have to make her into one. I just don't think Natty's the way to do it. I know what Natty's going to give her. I know what Natty's going to show her. But who's going to believe it when she has to go in there and sell for fucking Natty? Oh, God. It's going to be terrible because you know what? I know Total Divas was a fake show and bullshit, but it made me hate Natty and think she was the worst person ever. And I don't think it was acting. I think she just really is. I don't and know. Everybody likes her in the locker room or whatever. And I get it. She's a locker room leader. But at the same time, ha have they ever looked at their, their fucking, you know, quarterly hour numbers when Natty's on TV? Ugh. Like, it's dismal. Like, if she's there to help out Rhonda... I don't think that's going to happen. The only thing that could possibly happen that be any good is Ronda actually helps out Natty. You know, you know what happened that was good. What's Man, that? Manhands lost the belt. It's, it's, yes. It's, yes. Yes. She did. Yes. And, that, and that was um, it was interesting because the promo that Carmella cut this week, the crowd didn't quite know what to make of it. The crowd didn't know whether she was heel or face. I think the crowd really wanted her to be face. Right, and yeah. They didn't understand that she just took the belt off of a face and that, like, hey, guys, I, if you hadn't gotten the message, Charlotte's a fucking face now and Carmella's the heel. But it, it got this really weird mixed reaction. And I think Carmella played the promo exactly right. I think that after WWE takes pieces from that promo and shoves it down people's throats for two or three weeks, they'll get it. And she actually really did a great job. Like, there's nothing else she should have done differently. She should have done it that way. Um, and, and she actually handled the not getting the heat that she wanted the right way. Mm -hmm. um, though I think she could have turned a couple of phrases. And she tried to at one point to heal the crowd out a little bit more. But I think that Carmilla is going to do really, really well. I don't think she's going to be Alexa Bliss. But I think that that they, they should leave Carmella healed. Don't turn her face. Let her keep doing the promo. Let her keep working the angle and the gimmick the way she's doing it. A couple of weeks of that, and she's going to be a super strong heel champion with a lot of people there and available to chase her down. I just um, want her to be more successful in life than Big Cass. I don't think it's too much to ask. <laughs> well, Big Cass is over there now with her, too. This whole shake up. 
Let's do a shakeup. I don't fucking get the shakeup. Like, it's so weird because they move guys, but then they also move the guy that I want to see the, those guys against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you it's know like what? They Samoa Joe over to SmackDown, but then they take Bobby Roode away. And yeah, like, I love it because they put all the people I hate on Raw, so now I only have to watch SmackDown. Well, Fucking- it really does look like right now, that SmackDown really does have the better roster. Oh, Raw got Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Thank and you. sent Miz over to SmackDown, who I think is really one of the top heels in the game right now. Raw got Jinder Mahal. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. But you so, saw they stripped him and sent Jeff Hardy away. They're like, look, we'll keep your brother Matt here. We've got him with Bray now, and Bray can actually wrestle, so that'll be good. And uh, Jeff, since you can actually wrestle, you can go to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, he'll have his intercontinental run. It'll be great. And that's not a diss on Matt Hardy, by the way, guys. I actually really love Matt Hardy. I just like his matches. The actual work of the matches is the same and has been for 13 years. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same layout. Like the the guy, if you're a wrestler and you want to go out there and just put on a match that's going to work, you want Matt Hardy because you're going to go in the back to work it out with Matt Hardy, and Matt Hardy's going to tell you, okay, we're going to do this and this and this, then we're going to hit the hot tag, then it's going to be a twist of fate, and blah. <laughs> like, it's going to be the same every time. Like, there's not going to be a fucking surprise in there unless the writers come with it. It ain't coming from Matt. But it's fine because it's a really good match. He's like, Matt Hardy is ever clear. That band that has the one song that's really good, but then keeps putting a different name on it and releasing it, and it's another number one hit. That's Matt Hardy. They're all number one hits, but it's the same fucking song. Oh, God. That's being really mean to Matt Hardy because uh, uh, he, he's way better than Everclear ever was. But I get, I get your analogy. I do. That's just mean. I don't know. That's probably like Byron's second favorite band. So you never know. Well, again, I like I, I like Matt Hardy. I'll watch his match, his match all day long, but it's his match anyway. Yeah, so he stays there and he does a thing with Bray. I really liked the the send off that that Jeff gave them, where he kind of acknowledged the whole weird Hardy uh, woken existence, broken existence, whatever. That was mm-hmm. fun. I like Bray and Matt being together. Um, the rest of this shakeup. I don't know if I entirely get it yet. I guess we'll see. I mean, I see the whole Riot Squad switching places with Paige's girls making complete sense because Paige is over there now. Mm-hmm. Um, Paige has got to do a little less Ronda on her manager gimmick. I would really like to see her go heal GM, but I don't know if that's possible. I think that show should let Shane be the face and have the the G the heel GM thing, and I think Paige could do a great job with that. And I think she'd get way more over as a heel in that position. Maybe yeah, they can't do it with her right now. I yeah, they that. gotta move into that a little bit. Yeah, there has to be a turn, probably SummerSlam ish, right before SummerSlam to work up some some big matches for that. Mm. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, the Superstar Shakeup. It was really weird though because literally. All you're watching and all you're seeing, and I know you didn't watch these, right? No, I didn't. <laughs> all, all, all you're seeing is the roster realignment. There wasn't yeah, a single yeah. match in five hours of television. Five, I'm sorry, five hours and seven minutes of television that had 
any meaning whatsoever in the grand scheme of things. Every single match was a throwaway match. And if they're going to be throwaway matches, let's just make them squashes. And some of them were, which is great. I love to like bring the new guy up from NXT, let him squash somebody, move the fuck on. Yeah. That's great. You know, and then, you know, their big, their main events were tag matches. Uh, Miz's last appearance on Raw before he gets taken away. What the fuck is going to happen to the Miz Tourage now? Those guys are doomed. Yeah, it, it, I wish them the best in their future endeavors. I mean, well, maybe they can put Bray's, wa- Bray's brother back with him and Matt Hardy or something. I don't know. Mm. The other guy's just fucked. Yeah. Anyway, fuck WWE. That's all. That's really all I have to say. You know, the title of this episode is Lucha is Everywhere. Um, you know where Lucha isn't? It isn't in the WWE. Well, I guess you got Cien Almas. Um We'll see where that goes. I nowhere really know we're good. I mean, I'd love to see him wrestle Shinsuke. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, I honestly, I think I think NXT was the best place for seeing Almas. And now I just don't know. I just don't know what you do with the guy now. Yeah. But that's just I mean, I feel that way about a lot of guys. And look, they they surprised me with Ricochet. Uh, I thought I was really going to hate what they did with him a lot more on NXT, but uh, so far I've been happy with it. So we'll see. WWE always has they have a, they have a ton of the great stars. They have sixty percent of the best guys out there right now. Um, so at any point in time that they want to, they can make their product good. <laughs> they have all the ability in the world to do that. Yeah, they just need to want to do it. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> curious to see. Um, and it's maybe already happened, but I'm really curious to see what's happening at um, AAA tonight because Vampiro was booked in a match, but then they kind of wrote him out of TV at the last thing. Yeah. So I'm really, really curious to see what they say about that. I know uh, Lucha Blog was talking about it and Eric Mutter slash Colt Icon, whatever the fuck name he wants to go by these days. He's been talking about it. Um, I have not been talking about it, but that's not doesn't mean I'm not interested in it. I really AAA has done one thing right this week. They have made me interested in their product. Yeah, because you wonder what the fuck's gonna happen next. That's a good thing. Yeah, and, and the answer to that might be we're gonna keep sucking like we have for the last however long. Yeah, that's true. That, that is one of the possible answers. The other answer is um you know, Vampiro does come out and we go with this booking, but we make it not suck and we make it interesting. Or the third possibility is somehow Conan gets involved or some of these young guys from the crash get involved and there's a bigger angle at play and something interesting actually goes down. Maybe Pentagon and Phoenix do come back for a couple of appearances. Maybe they do pop a crowd and pop a number and they're not doing a TV taping again for a while. So tonight's the night. If something big is going to go down, if they're smart and here, this goes back to the whole Conan Lucha underground TNA MLW crazy sphere that I was talking about earlier. If AAA is smart and they really want back in the game tonight is the night. I don't know if they will actually seize that opportunity. Clearly, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes, but AAA has proven that they're very slow to react sometimes. And 
if they if they drop the ball and don't do it tonight and try to do it a month or two months from now, I think it's going to be a mistake. I think Impact, MLW, and the 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 soon to be debuting Lucha Underground season four are going to steal their thunder. And if they want to get back in the game, if Dorian is serious about this and licensing Penta and Phoenix and getting Ray back, if he's really serious about popping the crowds and getting some heat back for his promotion in Mexico, he should do it tonight. And I hope for his sake that he's able to find a way to do that because guys like me, guys like Casey, guys like Lucha Blog, Rob Viper, we're actually interested right now. Yeah, but you're not going to get me again in two months, bro. You're not going to get me again in two months. Do it tonight or at the at the worst, the next taping. But if you mm-hmm. wait two fucking months, Dorian, I'm out. I don't give a fuck anymore. This is like the last chance for AAA. I don't know. Are you think I'm crazy, Case? No, it's it's. I agree. Sounds sounds exactly right. Um, I hope they did. Cu- I hope Conan did cut a deal with them. Well, too. A lot of people are like, show, "Fuck that! Don't go back happen- to those guys." But the show's happening right now, and it doesn't sound like shit's happening. So yeah. You know the 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 main event is a fucking what six man tag or something crazy. Oh god, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's like all the big names in one fucking spot. So mm-hmm. my my hope is that there is something bigger beyond that. That they do have an angle. That they do have a play. We'll see. Well, you have all the big names in one match. That's where you do the angle anyway, right? So you see yeah. Or okay. or you got the Vampiro match that's a couple of spots down from that. It's what Vampiro and Wagner versus uh, Blue Demon Jr. and Son of Wagner, Wagner uh, Jr. or something. I yeah. think one of those one of those couple of matches sounds like a goddamn train wreck, is what that sounds. I, like. You know, and Wagner's so <laughs> fucking good. Get him out of that spot, like. Put him back with the rest of the guys at the top of the card, please. I, I mean, I like him feuding with his son because it really has been putting his son over huge. But yeah, yeah. Well, and we'll see. Like, you know, whereas Conan is trying to get ready for another farewell tour, Vamp's been on his farewell tour for a year now already. And we need to see where it's going. Like, if Vamp is going to keep doing this, he needs to make the angle be actually about him instead of jumping into other people's gimmicks, like make the angle be about you, make it be about your farewell tour, get out there, do the damn thing, then maybe finish it off with a big match with Wagner and and then be done and be happy with it that you went out on top in a great spot. You booked it yourself. You had the last little run, but these little things where it's like, it feels like he, he, he feels stuck inserting himself into the angle because they lost so many guys and they don't have enough fucking heat. You know, and he's not incorrect in the fact that he's one of the guys that still gets a big pop, but it's such an afterthought. Like, if you're going to do it, bro, fucking do it. Like, I'm a Vampiro fan. I want to see you do it, but I don't want to see a half-assed version of you inserting yourself in other people's gimmicks. I want to see the gimmick. I don't care if you're broken down and you can't go like you used to go. There's a ton of wrestlers that I watch that because they have a nostalgic memory for me, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, even if they're broken down a little bit. Who gives a shit? It's wrestling. Go out there and tell me a story. But getting tagged on to some gimmick after the fact is not telling me a goddamn story. 
No, and I, I could see where they could tell a good story, like have him kind of turn on Dr. Wagner, but then eventually do something so horrible to him. It's what gets the father and son to reunite because he like feels bad for his dad getting murdered by a vampire. Like that could work. I, I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think realistically, your best hope is you get Vamp finishing the end of his victory lap passing the torch to Carlos, Conan, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Let them feud it out for a little bit, then let Conan go on his victory lap and end the whole thing off for both of them Mm -hmm. a year from now. You know, if they do that, that works for me. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see it happen in AAA. As much bullshit as they put us all through in the last couple of years, I almost feel like, A, I still want to see them get their last chance. I'm I'm a true American in the fact that I believe in stupid redemption stories, even when I shouldn't. I'd love to see AAA get its last chance. And I also feel like those motherfuckers owe it to me. Like, please, we have suffered through some god-awful shit the last year especially. Can you please give us some hot-ass fucking angles? That's it. Just asking for just a couple of months of a hot-ass angle. Even if it's Conan's old ass, even if it's Vamp's old ass, even if it's Wagner's old ass, like, but give us the angle, like, give us something that actually matters and, and fill out the card, bring in the guys from Tijuana, get some of these dudes back from crash, bank fucking Conan to send Penta and Ray back. Give us something in the middle of the card, bring cross back and let him finish his goddamn storyline that got truncated. Yes. Yes. Any of these things. Any of them. There's 10 of them to choose from. All they got to do is pick three and run with them. That's all I'm saying. Dear God, please, AAA. Like, CMLL has been better for the most part for the last year, obviously. But I think they've kind of run their course. This is not going to be the hot time of year for them. AAA has a real opportunity, and it's today, literally right now as we're speaking over on Twitch. Go there and watch it now because I don't have shit else to say. You got anything else to say, Casey? Nah. Go to sleep, motherfuckers. Go to sleep or go watch AAA on Twitch or go watch uh, MLW on BN Sports. Or watch Karate Kill on Amazon Prime. Watch Katarina's movie Karate Kill on Amazon Prime. Go and look at my Facebook or my Twitter and look at Cross's Twitter. See some of that shit from Maverick Pro last week. Cross also was on House of Hardcore this week. If you go to the very end of the Twitch broadcast, he tells a real-life story. <laughs> and I've heard a few of these kind of stories from Cross. I had not heard this particular one. Um, but I know it's a shoot. And there's this thing about Cross. Like, he's a legit fighter. Like, the guy liter- like legit knows MMA, kickboxing, has done some stuff in the ring that he doesn't even like to talk about. And I know when he's pro wrestling, one of his biggest worries in life is that he's going to fucking potato somebody the wrong way one day. He does not want to fucking shoot, hurt somebody too bad one day. He's actually afraid of how psychopathic he actually is. This story that's on the end of House of Hardcore just exemplifies that. It's frightening. It's horrifying. It's a little bit funny. It's very, very real. And I think it's a very true sentiment from Cross that you're not going to get later when he appears in Impact or Lucha Underground or WWE or wherever the fuck he ends up in his career because he's going straight to the top. 
Watch that now because it's a very interesting moment where he talks about one of his day jobs and some of the nastiness that he got involved with. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. So for Byron Fever, who just boned the fuck out, for Chris Roach's movie Truth or Dare, for everything crazy that Conan's doing that we don't exactly know about, for Lucha Central, for at Lucha Gringo, for me, the Outlaw LA Red, for everybody on the face of the goddamn planet. Until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Peace.